Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. Transmit live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. Chico, Simon, come on. <laughs> and your host, Matt Floyd. <laughs> Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. <laughs> Great, greetings and salutations. This is fucking retarded. Whoa, easy, whoa, easy, whoa, easy, whoa, easy, whoa, easy, easy. What we do here is very simple. The three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience this week. We are going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. Uh, we're then going to talk about each guest, the talking points, give our opinions, this, that, and the next. Full disclosure, I did it again. We only spoke for about four minutes, but I didn't press the button for it. So that's why Kamar's false start there. Kamar, do you want to go over the Patreons real quick so we can hear your fun story again? Thank you, Matt. So you yeah, can relive it. I'd, I'd love to uh, do that. Um... Welcome to all new listeners and old listeners alike. Thank you for listening. Uh, every week I read off the new Patreons. This week's no different. Best fans in the world are the JRE Patreons. So we want to give a shout out to Harvey Osborne. Shout out Harvey. Who I know is from across the pond because he paid in sterling. <laughs> no. You, how do you know, Kamar? It's funny. Because he paid in sterling. Matt didn't know what sterling was last time. And now he's well, quite aware. I, also I actually thought, didn't hear you. I, I didn't understand what you were talking when about. When he said he pays with sterling, I thought he said he plays with sterling. I'm like, is Kamar playing FIFA? Well, this is the thing. That's exactly what I heard. <laughs> and so I was great like, minds, buddy. I was great like, minds. what is he talking about right now? That's yeah. why I didn't. Uh, but either way. And this is all inside baseball. Thank you, Harvey Osborne. Governor. <laughs> <laughs> Greetings uh, and salutations, Harvey. Then I want to give a big shout out to, <laughs> I'm not sure if this is a human or a bot, Atomic Robot. Well, Atomic bot robot. is in his shout name. Out. I have a cousin who's named Atomic Bot. Do you think this guy had a, <laughs> had a hard time growing up with this name? No, I bet he's a fucking real hero. I think, I think he might have got bullied. Well, I mean, we know he's a hero. He joined the Patreon. Uh, he's protected by the Patreons now. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, last but not least, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Aaron McGuire. Shout out to Aaron. Fucking thank Patreon you, Aaron. So fucking thank cool. you, Atomic Robot. And thank do you, you think Harry they're uh, do you think they're related to Mark McGuire? I don't the, the slugger. Yeah, <laughs> it was he terrible when he said it the first time. <laughs> we to... had a chance to annex it out. Or the the love child. They're the love child of Aaron Rodgers and Mark McGuire. Aaron McGuire. Okay, because they would they have to name the kid. <laughs> or Godson, wow. whatever. I That's don't know. a lot of roids. Uh, yeah. Just hey, so you know. That combo. 53 oh, episodes Aaron of Rogers This Is Not Age Well. Banned episodes we have huh? on there and the post, Joe. What are you talking about? Aaron Rodgers is Join the steroids? Patreon today. Are you, now. Are you crazy? Are you crazy? You don't think he was on steroids? Aaron, Aaron Rodgers? No. no. Oh, sorry. So, I'm sorry. I thought we were talking about Aaron Hernandez. And he was, and Mark McGuire was. But yeah, that, we're talking about Aaron Rodgers. Okay, okay, let's, let's stop like and <laughs> re-record again because I don't like how this The only went. guy who has never taken steroids. Yeah, seriously, Aaron yes, Rodgers. Yes, we were talking about different people. And I'm a Vikings fan, so it Aaron hurts. Aaron Hernandez. I know, I got you. you know, I got you. the guy who yeah. killed those people. Yeah. Um, all right, well, Kamar, you want to... Uh, Tell us about your unfortunate week. We'll try to do this again, but now it's cruel. <laughs> well, that's what I, I <laughs> you said. You bare your soul once. Yeah. And it's like, 
we're recording. It didn't count. It would have been way better if he had told us the story and we had responded the way he thought we were going to respond. And then we got a second chance to redo it all. But I, I thought we guys, handled the thing pretty well. Yeah. So I'm going to work in the morning. And uh, it's very hard for me to talk about this. I thought this might be a. So let me get this straight, though. Okay. Tell the story and then I'll ask the question. I uh, put my bag down. Went to the job site to talk to some guys. I don't know why I didn't take my bag with me. I thought I might be leaving because they were working in a way that I thought we wouldn't be working there. Um, went back, got my bag, worked all morning. At noon, I go to look for my wallet, can't find it. A woman from across the street sees me looking frantically, comes up and goes, did I lose something? And I said, yeah, and she holds up and it's my wallet. When she returns it to me, I had happened to have $800 in it. And when she returned it to me, it only had $200 in it. So I asked her, do you know who found my wallet? And she said, yeah, it's, it's the, the guy who lives beside you. And I go, do you know where he is? And so she says, yeah, I think he's at the corner store. Like this guy, his life exists in a block radius. You know what I mean? Just that weird, lurking, scary, creepy looking guy. So I go in the store and I, I see him. I go, excuse me, can I talk to you outside? I go, did you find a wallet? He's like, yeah, I found a wallet. And I was like, well... It's missing some money, and I, I don't want to accuse you or anything, but if you know anything, if I could just have it back, you know, no hard feelings, I'll give you 20 bucks, whatever, like. You cheap fuck. No, but you know when you give, well, it's not. A hundred, you might have gotten your money back. Uh, now you're paying ransom. <laughs> <laughs> you know when you, do you, know, do you know when you make the face with your eyes, like you're like, really give this back, like. <laughs> I don't even mean to laugh at you. But no, yeah. but you know what I'm yes, talking about. Yes, I know about. exactly you what you're talking you're about. You think you're going to yeah. make a plate on your face to someone go, oh, yeah, okay, I'm a thief. <laughs> so that's the thing. Once he denies, he's got to die with it, right? Every time he denies having money, that's less of a chance he's going to go, okay, I had it. I thought I, thought I could get one over on you, but you got me. I mean, even on the first time, Kamar, he then has to admit that he stole your money. Right away. Oh, that was yours? Here. That would be great. Anyway, so he takes my money. And I wrestled with calling the police, and I just don't think it would amount to anything, but a whole bunch of a hassle. Which I think this would be a hassle to him. It'd be the most attention he's gotten in his life, and it's first time around. We 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 barely touched on the fact that there is a small silver lining here, and that you retained two hundred dollars. Yeah, yeah, that got me through the weekend. So why, why the two hundred dollars? What was the, I, I, I don't this get guy it think if I leave two hundred dollars, then I haven't done a bad thing. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is it like I'm, a weird good Samaritan thing? Like I'm going to leave this guy two, a bone? That's the weirdest part. Like of I'm going to take seventy five percent of this guy's money. If it's all gone, then it's like fuck. But yeah, it's weird. Yeah, and so I took a major L. Is there any chance that you dropped the wallet? That's what. And I'm that money? Thinking. No, 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 no. I'm just thinking he dropped the wallet. Period. The wallet and leaving the bag are two separate yet mutually unexclusive things. But the wallet know? was in the bag, I assume. Yeah. Again, I think maybe Kamar thinks the wallet was in the bag. That's true. And That's really, true. it just fell out of his pocket or something because I'm with you. This guy found the wallet, stole your money. Was it in hundreds or twenty? But going, hundreds. Going hundreds. In, going okay, into so a hundreds. bag. But hold on. Hundreds. That that gets rid of my spilling out. Rack like city, bitch. Eight hundred dollars in twenties. Money could spill well, out. Well, that right? would make it more reasonable that it was. That's what spill I'm saying. Out. Yes, but with I'm eight one hundred dollar bills, I'm just so no, no, no. Stupid. I'm saying with eight one hundred dollar bills, they could spill out and you could not notice. You're going to notice. Uh, 
50 20s floating around Maybe. you know as i said to my boss i said if if 600 losing 600 ruins my life then there's no point in existing anyway so that's true that's definitely one way to look at it and again you retained like simon was saying i've lost i i, I can't tell you how many wallets i've given multiple cab drivers over a thousand dollars or passengers in the cab after yeah i mean money i've lost the thing is knowing it's that guy like and we're just here. It's a fait accompli so quickly. Like, yeah, I know it sucks. Know exactly who it is. Yeah. Talking to them. It sucks too them. for you, Kamari, I imagine, because maybe if it's another person who isn't on the spectrum, I guess, however you want to say it, maybe you can reason. I, I, I think there was some frustration there. Yeah. But that you were dealing with somebody who, you know, probably didn't. Yeah. That's 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 what makes it the toughest. I mean, again, this is what I'm not. This is the part where I'm like, okay, I could totally see this guy finding a wallet and taking it, but the going and stealing the wallet, like that seems beyond. Well, you returned the know. wallet. I don't so. know. I mean, when I was looking for it, I said, "Oh my god, I lost the money. Uh, I gotta cancel my credit cards." Uh, like so. Yeah, re when I first ID got back. it, I was like, "Oh." Now I'm wondering <laughs> if maybe Matt's right and the woman had something to do with it. Oh, well, anyway, it all just pinning it on this poor guy who Kamar's like hounding. I've got to, I've got to finish painting this house and get out of there. Oh, yeah, you're no still there just, right now. Oh, I gotta go back tomorrow. Oh, he's just, fa it's just gonna. Fester. I will see him again. <laughs> and I was gonna, I was gonna go up to him. This is a secret weapon because I got the coupons for Harvey's. I was gonna go up to him and say, "Man, I'm so sorry, I accuse you. Obviously, you didn't do it. Here's a free burger." And you know, he wells up, <laughs> and just the the generosity from this man. Cracks the Grinch wide open. <laughs> and then sucker punch him. <laughs> right? Oh Kick him in the nuts. God. How do you like me now? What you need to do, Kamar, this is going to sound so insensitive, but I mean, we're already here. Um, you need to get somebody of your own on the spectrum who's willing to do some dirty work for you. Because then it's okay. <laughs> I thought that it's person like if it, was me. You got to get your own rain man in you there. You know, to... if a girl does something bad to you, yeah. you can't do anything about yeah. it. But if you happen to know a girl who's willing to get her hands dirty, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I I, uh, I tried to uh, elicit the help of the uh, neighbors. Try to get a sting operation. He's done, he's pieced all the neighbors off. Kamar's now living in that woman's uh, living room every night, peering out the blinds. I did go searching all through the backyard. I he bet. may have statue it not in his place. <laughs> and then all of a sudden, I went from victim to looking like the dude. It was definitely in his underwear. I took someone's snowblower. I mean, some sort of restitution. You just I've stole someone's snowblower. Well, it's well, well, West on this street. <laughs> <laughs> Kamar's like, well, I lost 600 bucks. Uh, Somebody's losing their snow There laws. are no laws. Um, I have uh, I have a couple of good little uh, stories about losing some stuff. Which which one should I regale? Well, first of all, like Simon said, I've lost $1,200 in cabs multiple times. In New York, one, uh, the first time I ever went to New York, um, my cousin is like, let's go out like after dinner and let's like hit some bars and shit. And I was like, okay, whatever, that's fine. So my whole family, we're all drinking together after dinner. And my cousin and I are like, okay, hey, Matt and I are going to take off. And my uncle comes up to us and he goes, listen, guys, take this credit card. Go out and have a good night. Just have a good night. And I was like, now, this guy doesn't have like a ton of money either. So I was like, this is weird. It's not like he's my rich uncle. He's just my uncle. 
We take the credit card. We both agree. We're like, we're not using this thing, right? He's like, no, God, no. We get fucking shit face wasted. We come back in a cab. And we go to get back in the hotel. And I go for my wallet. And it's not there. I've obviously left it in the cab. They won't let me call any of the rooms because they're like, we can't verify that you're staying at this hotel. So I was like, what do you want me to do? They're like, you're going to have to go out front. You can't even be in the lobby. Like you have to. And I was like, so you're going to make me say like, you're going to make me sleep out front of the hotel. They were like, you can't sleep in front of our hotel. So I'm like, this is a disaster. I'm three sheets to the wind. About an hour later, after I've called the cab company and they're, they're all laughing at me too. Like the whole front desk is laughing at me. An hour later, I go out front. I'm smoking a cigarette so disheveled. And the cab driver rolls up with my wallet. And I'm like, what the fuck? Amazing. Amazing. So I go, I show them my ID, my, my room card, everything. I'm good. I wake up the next day. My uncle's like, guys, how was your night? I was like, it was pretty good. We definitely tied one off. I tell him the story about not getting into the hotel. He's like, yeah, did you guys max out my credit card? And I was like, no, we didn't spend a dollar on your credit card. And he's like, oh, really? Because the credit card company called me today and my credit card's maxed out. And I was like, you're kidding, right? He's like, no, why would I joke about this? You guys maxed out my credit card. And I was like, I was fucking losing it. So whoever, I guess. The, no, no, you guys the cab maxed driver? out his credit card. It must have been the cab driver, yeah. Did you get that one, Simon? They maxed out the credit card? Yeah. Yeah, good one. Good one, come on. Yeah, he was really on that one. But that's his fault, right? That's my, like fault. my fault. But my, it was my fault for having a wallet full of money that I dropped. It's his fault for giving you guys a credit card. Oh, it's my uncle's fault. I see. Yeah. Well, I mean, again, we, we t I told him I wasn't going to use it. So at that point, just take it back. You're probably then, right. That yeah. becomes your fault. But even then, he was. I guess he got all the charges back. I think the other thing is who steals money out of someone's wallet during a pandemic? Come on. It's money. It's $600. Fucking <laughs> Somebody who needs it because yeah. of the pandemic. No, it's just such a... But it's a, in the middle of a pandemic. I mean, in normal times, I can see it happen. Anyways, that was my week. Uh, I bet a new listener is going, what the fuck's going on here? There's no new listeners. I see the numbers. Simon, how was your week? Uh, I managed to keep a hold of my wallet, I think. Yeah, it's still here. Ooh, that's good. That's yeah, cold too lotion. soon, too soon. Um, I mean, it was a pretty, pretty uh, civilian week. But um, I was listening to... You're going to love this. Like Kamar says, let me get it out. And then you can start with your... Nonsense. I didn't actually say that. So it was, it was never recorded. Nonsense. Wow. Oh, well, that's what he said the first time around. Go ahead, Simon. Just Tell for, us your fucking for story. The, uh, inside baseball. Um, I was listening to uh, Sunday Papers last week on the way over here, and they were talking about one of the guys was talking about his friend who hates Mel Gibson, as do I, because of obviously him being a Jew hater and all of that jazz. But he really wanted to see Apocalypto when it came out in the theaters. And the way he justified it to himself was he bought a ticket to Happy Feet mm -hmm. and snuck in and saw Apocalypto negating any money that would go yes, to Mel Gibson. Understood. Okay, so I was like, hey, I like that. That's your loophole. I like your thinking here. Um, as long as Mel Gibson is not getting any money from me, I'm fine. Mm -hmm. Then I watched the, no, then I made a deal with myself where I said, you know what? You won't watch anything that Mel Gibson is actually in, but if he directed it, that would be okay. So I watched Apocalypto. Great movie. 
Oh my Great God. movie. Wow. Like really this, good. Hippocrates is at the house. This is unreal. Really good. Okay. Really good. I was like uber impressed. And Mel's not in it, so you're not actually watching Interestingly him. enough, um, I don't think I would have liked it nearly as much watching it when it had first come out. I mean, but it would have been great you know on the now. big screen, but knowing what I know now, of course. the great parts about that movie are like the scenery in the background as they're coming into the city to get sacrificed and stuff. Just everything that's kind of going on in the peripheries, the amount of work they Spoiler. put in. Spo- Listen, if you haven't seen a movie like that's You hadn't around. seen it. Yeah, but I also wouldn't get mad at somebody for spoiling Fair it for enough. me. That's my choice to not see a movie after 25 years or whatever the fuck it's been. Anyways, really good. Really good movie. I got super high and watched it, and fuck, yeah. It was incredible. But um, Then I watched... Um, it's how was your week, not what did you watch. That's what he does. Well, this is what I do, man. I work, <laughs> and I watch can, TV. Can, can I tell you why I'm upset? Sure, go ahead. Maybe it's a year ago now, a little bit less. I recommend it to Simon. You should listen to Sunday Papers. It's really funny, really interesting. And I follow up. Simon, what do you think of Sunday Papers? I don't really like it. Those guys just write jokes. And that's how we ended it. And I felt, you know, oh, I I recommended something that Simon would not enjoy. And so I don't know Simon or our tastes are dissimilar. And here we are. What a fucking X months later. This is crazy. X months later, every... Every podcast he quotes Sunday papers. Am I wrong? Let me tell you something. I'm talking to Matt right now. (laughs) First of all, don't be such a baby. Is what I say false? Second of all, I don't even like Sunday papers that much. (laughs) Nothing comes out on Sundays, podcast wise, except Sunday papers. That's what I have to listen to on the ride over here. The burden. Kamar, I got to say, though, for a guy that doesn't like I told you so's, you you like to use the I told you so a lot. But he always makes himself into the victim. <laughs> and then the I told you so. What did I say that's false? What do you mean? I, I, I explained that. You should be happy that you suggested something that in the end, I ended up being able to stomach. I never said thanks, Kamar. That was a nice. Oh, well, okay. Dude, the way, I, hold on. The way you put it there. I have to you, thank Kamar for every fucking bit hold on. of advice he gives me. Dude, I, when you, you say me you should watch this time. movie. So I say, oh, go watch the movie. You don't go. I don't care what you thought of it, even though I re- recommend it to you. I, but I certainly, if you say, I say, come on, go watch fucking Zoolander and you watch it and you like it. I'm not like, dude, you owe me a thank you. No. No, because that's like five-year-old how mentality. Would you, how would you know I liked it? Because I told you. <laughs> and you got the, the gratitude from me, the appreciation. What else did you watch, Simon? Jesus Christ. Um, have you ever heard of the movie Seven Days to Vegas? I don't believe so. Okay, so I had never heard of it either. It's I started watching it because it was a gambling movie Okay. Um, about side bets. That's how they kind of made it seem in the thing. It turns out it's a true story. It's about the guy who is, you know the poker broadcaster, uh, the handsome one? The guy that died, Mike Sexton? Is that his name? And the he old, di- the and older he gentleman. He's old. He's like got a crazy Texan accent. No, 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 no. This is like the handsome guy who always sat next to him. He had like kind of long blonde hair. He looked like okay, a yeah. California yeah, dude. I forget his name. Yeah. Anyways, he was a, a, a actor, mm-hmm. a Hollywood actor who started this like home game. Anyways, long story short, they would do all these side bets at the home game, like you know, Prop uh, bets, yeah. yeah. 
the bet that this guy made was that he could walk to Vegas in seven days. Okay. Big long backstory how they pull this big scam on the guy. Um, he ends up doing it. Yeah. Wins seven million dollars or something and then later ends up becoming the announcer for the poker thing but it's a very cool movie i thought and it was a fun story worth watching for sure it's oh, on um i might have to check it out it is on amazon i believe cool and then the uh last thing i watched and then i will stop talking is um i've been watching the last season of curb <laughs> it's, dude i don't know like, I love all seasons of Curb, and I know people bash season 10, but it might be, like, when he reaches his point of perfection. The that, Trump hat? The Trump hat, but that opening scene of him walking down the street and grabbing the fucking <laughs> selfie stick and, and just it. snapping it over his thing, and then you don't even notice, but in the scene after that, he's they're just walking, and there's a whole lineup of those white bird scooters. Yeah. And he just pushes the whole fucking stack of them over and just keeps walking. Dude, it's so good, man. It's so good. Where they don't want to give him the weights. And he's like, well, if you want, you know what? Just watch it. Rewatch it. It's well worth it. The ugly side of the restaurant. Dude, the spite restaurant. It's so good. The the latte Larry's, everything he wants to do in there. He's like obsessed with the desk, the tables being um, wobbly. I thought for sure the urinal was going to cut someone's dick off. Yeah. That's um, Santino, eh? The yeah. uh, urinal yeah. <laughs> installer there. Anyways, yeah. That's it, man. How's your week, Matt? Um, my week was okay. I found a wallet with 800 bucks and I took ah! six. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, Matt, before you go on, I actually had one other thing to talk about. Okay. Um, so Jeremy Corbell yeah. released another... Yeah. Uh, video this grainy. Week. Well, it was grainy, but I think it was like the um, talking that was the important part in it. And, you didn't uh, see the. You're not on the Reddit. You didn't see the article I posted, did you? I uh, mean, it looked shady as fuck. No, but probably not. What was the article? You saw Kamar, didn't you? About uh, the UFOs that travel underwater at like high speeds. Yeah, that... you you sent it to me. I read it. Okay, yeah. never mind. Yeah, then you did see it. Excellent. Uh, my week was. Uh, my week was fine, dude. AMC up 156%. That's a big week for old Floyd. Right. And movies, theaters are just going to get back in this week. Actual summer blockbusters. Yeah. I, I actually don't think that's going to have any effect on the stock. I'm looking for a short squeeze. Don't you and think a short sell squeeze right only. now? No. No. How no. can it not affect? They're making more money than they were before. The stock is already overvalued. So it's not like them. So it, the money they like, make would just get them up to where they're. That's no. I mean, it, listen. They would have to. They'd have to say we made fifty billion dollars during the pandemic, and that's never going to happen. So all I'm hoping for is a Volkswagen like short squeeze, where this thing fucking shoots up to wherever. We're not financial advisors. Oh God, we're definitely not. And this is not financial advice. Anyway. I guess we should uh, do what we normally do here. You want to run down the fucking guests? Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Joe decided to give us a break. Not so many shows for us to cover. I listen to a lot of other podcasts. Uh, this week, we started with uh, 1657 Mayor Steve Adler. Not to be mistaken with the drummer of Guns N' Roses. And oh, shit. Did I do that? <sighs> then we had two MMAs. One with John Donaher, which I would say. Hold on. You missed one there. I was just saying what happened of the week. 
Yeah, but you, it was Mayor Steve Adler, and then there was another one. 1658, Neil Greasy Tyson. Yeah. He was going to do the two MMAs and then say Neil deGrasse Tyson. Why? But Neil deGrasse Tyson was before the MMAs. But the MMAs don't even exist, so I just it's coupled Dylan. them together. That's oh, my name okay. is Dylan. Anyways, I, the John Donaher isn't uh, one we covered, but I don't know if I recommend the Joe one or his one with Lex Friedman, but he's a really intense, interesting guy. Oh, you watched his Lex interview? I did. Oh, I, I, I usually skip Lex's jujitsu episodes. But it, it, it just uh, Lex asked him a lot about AI, building a robot that a human could beat using jujitsu. Is that possible? Like a lot of interesting questions. I finally got around to that uh, Lex Sagar episode. Thanks, Kamar. Um, it was terrific. Lex's podcast is probably the best podcast. Well, no, there. Sagar, that guy just can talk. Eh? Holy shit. Mm-hmm. Anyway, sorry, come on, go on. No, so that's it. Just those two, just just two, two episodes to cover. It, 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 it was a nice respite. Uh, it was nice. I listened to a bit of the Volkanovsky episode <coughs> just because I love his fucking accent. And I'm excited for the ultimate fighter. I think the two best UFC moments ever are outside of the ring in the ultimate fighter. And they are Let Me Bang and the guy who... There was a beef between... <laughs> There was a beef between Connor and TJ Dillashaw and Cody Nolove, and one of the guys on Connor's team looks at Cody and he goes, "You better change. You better watch your underwears, man, because I'm gonna come and fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> and even and he's on Con- dude, he's on Connor's he's on Connor's team, and even Connor looks back and is like, "What the fuck, mate? It's fucking. It's literally. It's my." Dude, that it's my second favorite moment in the history of the UFC. No, that's better than than Let Me Bang. Yeah, that's way better. I don't know, that's man. That's really good. But it's the really Ultimate good. Fighter is a reality show. Correct. Yes. And one person gets into the UFC. That is correct. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. two. Who? What? There's a new season. What's going on? Yeah. It so was supposed to be. It? Uh, it's Volkanovski and I think is it Brian Ortega. They it, should have made it uh, Dillashaw Garbrandt. It was supposed to be. Uh, Colby Covington and someone else, but that fell through. And uh, who? What's his name? Uh, the champ? Uh, Usman? Yeah. Oh, that'd be sick. Well, those guys hate each uh, other. It would, just be, it would just be a season of shit talking. They yeah. wouldn't even pay attention to yeah. the actual like kids they're fighting. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyways. All right. Well, let's uh, rate the week. I don't know how we're going to. Well, no, I just want to ask with the ultimate fighting. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Two to three people get into the UFC. I think it's usually one, but occasionally two people have gotten in. I and think. do all the people get paid? They to get be some on the sort show? of allowance to be on the show? Well, you get to live in like the mansion. They probably get paid something, I would imagine. It just sounds like it's more exploitation of fighters. Well, yeah. It's the UFC. <laughs> like, what are we doing here? But it's like the real world Vegas. Do they get paid or do they get a chance to... Just get famous. Or are they getting punched in the face? It's just it's that one thing that as just opposed a little to more like compensation. In the face. No, I think you have to get paid to be on reality TV. Something yeah. you can't yeah. like you're. I, I don't. Well, you they, don't get paid to be on like the ones where you can win a prize. I think they pay you to be on Survivor. Really? I think so. Yeah. Okay. I don't think it's a, a million ton dollars of money. Each? No. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Well, let's like, rate. Do the they week. pay you to be on Big Brother? I assume you make something, right? Oh, like yeah, you're yeah, you're yeah, away from your house, and you're generating money. Your presence on the show, I'm saying, yeah, be because you're you have a chance to win a prize. Yeah, a but giant Simon, prize. the prize is paid for with like three ads, and so the it's ads a, are it's paid a, whether you win or not. You know what I mean? That's a weird. Uh, I'm just saying, we should look into it. We'll look into it for the post show. I'm going to write look it into down. It right now. No, not right. Okay, 
Can we rate the week? Real quick? Yeah, we can. We just got, Let's go. We just got two to rate. Two episodes. Uh, I give it a one, one and a half. I don't know. I, I, I guess I'll give it a, a one and a half. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, this is a nightmare to rate. I'll give it a one. Okay, no agreement. Price is right. Oh, fine. A one and a half. No. Hit the button. Late. No, no button. No. You're real. You rated it a one. All right, well, let's start with the mayor. Amateur score. Uh, 1657, Steve Adler. Not to be mixed with the uh, drummer of Guns N' Roses again. <laughs> Would that be hilarious? Because <laughs> he had a heroin problem and he came through the Merc and then ended up as the mayor of Austin. Be a much more interesting podcast. I'll tell you that much. This was obviously, I'll say it, This no one needed this. Does it show us in an hour it's hard to actually have a conversation? The story didn't get to know him, but we got to know what he was about as mayor, I suppose. I mean, Maybe. did we, though? That's the thing. Like, it, it seemed like, like, did Joe throw any hardball questions at him? Well, at the very end. What? We asked him when you told everyone to stay home and you were on vacation. Sure, and I, I'll give the... I said hardball, but he put it to him. Yeah. It'd be worse if he didn't ask him about that, although I, I would have gone through this not knowing he did not address that. But let's ask this. If Gavin Newsom's in that seat, do you think Joe just says like... You know, I think Joe pushes back a little harder. Joe now, no. Joe before, yes. Okay, fair I, enough. I, I think we all realize there's been a bit of a shift in... Uh, Joe prefers to have an open dialogue and wants to make the guests feel comfortable. Yeah, okay, fair enough. And there's a lot of no-go zones. Uh, do you guys remember the Texas bomber? No, I don't. It was in when 2018. When he was saying that, I did not remember it. went from March 3rd to March 21st, and it was five bombs. You have to be real fucking deranged to just go around planting bombs. Yes, and we can we cannot relate, but as Canada we can relate because of the uh, FLQ yeah. that did that, and they had. Um, I don't think these guys had uh, soldiers in the streets, but they did here in Quebec at least. They were blowing up bombs. Yeah, scary times. If you have the psyche, like you know, the sons of Sam, like there, there must have been this energy, like everywhere you go, could I get blown up? Well, I mean, dude, checking your mailbox, like anything. Well, it was like that sniper. Yeah, the DC sniper, back, yeah. Or... And it's interesting how it went for three weeks. But as you said, it was a real pleasure to watch the apparatus function and eventually catch him. This was a ridiculous episode, though, right? Like, we haven't talked about that yet. This is, what the fuck? This, was this is the most self-serving bullshit it was very ever. Specific. This is worse than specific. having fucking I, hunters. This is worse it was than very having specific. jiu-jitsu masters. This is fucking, this doesn't even make any sense. It was sense. very specific. The fucking mayor of Austin. Well, obviously, Joe needed to get some bylaws pushed to get his club open. Could, and he traded off right. an hour with the mm, mayor. Interesting. And it doesn't seem like the mayor was really campaigning or trying to. It's really transparent. Push the fact that it was one hour is what's really transparent to me. Well, that's a relief too, right? Well, I, I don't Something care about the. Be grateful for. I don't care about the relief. I'm just saying, from a purely like, if he had done a three-hour podcast trying to get to know this guy, like how he got, you know, that yeah. sort of thing, I would. It would be. I'm with you 100, percent Maddie. These ones where it's only an hour. Like there's been a couple of like uh, actors who have come on who have done an hour and it's always like I got somewhere else I got to be. Oh, do you really somewhere more important than this? Like more eyes and more ears. Like, no, that's bullshit. You know? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, I assume that 
you know, the mayor's people were like, we're not giving you three hours. We're not going to let you have a deep, like, first of all, we're not going to let you smoke pot around this guy. We're not going to let you have like, they got nothing to talk about for three hours. Well, they could like, that's the thing. If this guy wasn't an elected official, they could probably, t- I mean, I guess, I guess Dan Crenshaw's an elected official and he comes on and talk for three hours. Look at us. Yeah. About nothing. Um, about nothing. I just don't. Yeah. There was no need for this one. Like nope. for the general public, it's not like, you know. It was so specific. No need. We would have been better off having a one episode week. Yeah, I guess. I just, this this one was frustrating. But the craziest takeaway for me was the numbers he dropped at the end. This was just a bunch of stats and you sort of become a quasi-expert on housing and homeless in Austin. No, but I mean, listen, I think it's a good example. Let's, because let's use Austin as like a small microcosm. The numbers he dropped were fucking insane. That their the taxpayers are paying two hundred and twenty grand per homeless person. Uh, was and, it that, or was there there's three thousand homeless people, but two hundred and fifty of them were really bad, and those were the ones costing the fine. Either way, two hundred twenty thousand. Yeah, it's mind blowing. It's just as a taxpayer, you got to be like like let's use uh let's use universal basic income as a perfect example. Like if you were against it. You'd think that's the only number you'd have to drop on someone. Like, listen, if we're 20, spending- 20,000, or if you said $2,000 a month, $24,000 a year versus 220. It's like, dude, we're, it, it, that's, you're spending 10% of the money and this person now has some cash in their pocket. Like, again, what they spend it on, they're probably gonna, you know. But assuming that they spend it on the right things, like getting a home and kind of cleaning up a bit, that seems like a way easier- and again, I'm not for UBI at this point. I just, it was the first thing through my mind that it was like, you could give these people $50,000 a year and you're giving the taxpayers a huge break. Now, of course, you don't want to go around giving junkies. Well, they don't spend the, that money. It's the cops that have to come in, the hospital visits. I understand, but I'm, all these things. I'm just saying is if the, co- if the total cost is that much, then at least universal basic income, you'd think would. And we're using Austin as example. When he said 3,000 people, I was like, that does sound like such a bad homeless problem. And what are the, how much, what are the costs in other cities? What's the population of Austin though? A million. Yeah, I think it's the same as here. Have you guys noticed homeless people around here uh, sort of yeah, it's been, bubbling up a bit more? It's been way worse. You have noticed along, it, Simon? Along Bank Street, for sure. And Wellington. Well, I mean, I'm listen, if you're seeing, from what I can if see. you're seeing homeless people in the Glebe, that's uh like a lot, man, on every corner. Yeah, and that's not normal. That's all because of the pandemic, I believe. And it's pretty crazy. Like, uh, I've seen a couple of vans pull up where they come out, they give sleeping bags, they give, like, food. Uh, <coughs> it's like uh, Hot Wheels Meals Deals, you know? Is that what it's called? Hot I, Wheels Meals I Deals? I assume it's something catchy like that. I don't know what it's called. 978,000, like. so yeah. Oh, yeah, same as us, okay. So do we assume there's 3,000 homeless people in Ottawa? I Maybe. Don't. I would have thought there was more than that. No, I wouldn't. I can't think of, because and, and, one of the issues that they talk about here is these encampments and stuff. We don't, I, I the only one of those, the only one of those I can think of was on the off ramp at the Queensway, Simon, and they fucking. Yeah, I saw them taking it down they just clear the cut other all day. That, yeah. But no, like, they had put it up on the other side, like they had okay. gotten. Uh, but to Kamar's point, they're like, I think the weather though has a big, I'm sure. And just how many homeless people do you think there are in Ottawa, Matt? I think at any given time, if you go to the mission uh, on like uh, yeah, St. Patrick or whatever, there's a hundred people there. Yeah. Just by the by, um, 
Big Brother stars may or contestants make a thousand dollars a week, nine hundred dollars a week to be on the show. Okay, so they are paid something. Compensation. Yeah, it's not a lot. And that seems to be the trend with reality shows that are game-based. The other ones like um, Jersey Shore, those people make money. More money. Well, they I mean, they have sponsorships. Well, they make more than $1,000 a week, I can tell you that. Keep in mind, though, too, there's also the there's the the outliers like the Boston Robs who end up making like a career out of being on Survivor. You know what I mean? That's sort of. Well, he also won a million dollars. Yeah. But I'm just saying. And his wife won a million dollars. I'm well so aware. they're just yeah. fine. Yeah. But Rupert won a million and he's dead broke. So just because you and win a million. And same with the first guy. Remember um, the guy who walked H- around Richard naked? Hatch. Yeah. Because he evaded taxes and well, ended up going to jail for a year. He's, at least he was progressive. Uh, it's interesting that a problem, they have a problem. He was of, very right wing, Kamar. Is that what you mean? No, I, th- I thought oh. he was gay. Um, yeah, he, yeah was, he was. But yeah. I think he was like a Trump supporter. Uh there's a housing shortage and a homeless problem. So sort of, you, you know what I mean? Like, cause that's what he started this talk about. He wants to try to build more homes. Like that's his last coup de grace. He's leaving. And so does that sound like two problems? Like if you had more houses, maybe a less homeless. I mean, the problem now is that lumber is seven times what it was oh, a year ago. So that's like building- a whole different uh, discussion. But what he's trying to do, and I don't know if that's the case here, but they're saying they're buying motels or whatever. And I don't know if it's just shocking people up. Like I said before, a conspiracy-minded person would say that the homeless people are to make poor people feel like they're doing all right. Because it seems like a fixable problem. I mean, again, if a lot of it has to do with mental health, then it's not that easy to fix. That is impossible to fix. But that's what I'm saying is you need 3,000 social workers dedicated and that's going to cost more than $200,000 a person. But you got to ask, what is, is it worth it at the end? Because it probably is. It was interesting. He talked about the one program they did with the uh, veterans. Yeah, that was. That people were able to get behind. And like he said, they made a separate fund to ensure the project. Like someone said, if I help this person, they charge my house. I don't want to deal with the city. Is that going to take all this red tape? I said, no, private fund. I think... That should be looked at across the board more. Yeah. If that's the problem, loosening up money. Again, though, you have some oversight there. There's a new committee. Yeah, but nothing's perfect. You know, we got to get away from this whole, like, well, if it's not run perfectly, but there's no point in doing it. Nothing is run perfect. So, And the idea that, that something's going to help everyone, we also got to get away from that. We should do things that, you know, a lot of the things we do aren't going to help every single person. Well, and that's what he said. He said, I'm working on fixing homelessness, but I have no idea about wealth disparity. Which is another coupled sort of problem. Yeah. I don't know necessarily um, mental health. Uh, Back to... um, So, Maddie, 2017 numbers for homelessness in Ottawa, 7,530. Wow. Yeah, so I imagine it's substantially more right now. I want to know if that includes... Is that, that probably, Ottawa Hull or you know what uh, I mean? Like, well, it wouldn't be Hull. It would be Ottawa and surrounding areas. That would, because it's Quebec, it would, I imagine it's a different, uh, but... That's still a lot of people. You don't even think about Vanier. Well, I just assume everyone there's homeless, despite their homes. (laughs) Um, Back to in the beginning, though, they're having sort of their intro. And Joe, uh, a line he says a lot is how supportive comedians are of other comedians, you know, put on their podcast. Unless, unless. Do do you know what I mean? There's a lot of comedians he's pulled support from. And I I just think it's, it's becoming disingenuous. He says how supportive the comedy community is. There's also so many comedians he hasn't put on. 
There's so many comedians he hasn't put on, but we know there's something with Sam Chipley. You know, he's sort of weird talking about Brian Callen or... Do you think that Joe, excuse me, do you think that Joe should be putting on like more new comedians instead of having the same, uh, same olds on five, six, seven, eight times? Is that if what he says is true about wanting to promote young new comedians? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm with, that's what I was saying is if, if his MO is, and if he's sitting there, like all we do is support each other, then there has to be more than the 12 people that you've, you know, currently in your roster, Tom just Papa, for the bump alone. Really in all, in Cummings. all fairness to Joe, I think we will start seeing that a lot more now that he's going to have his like reading ground through. for young yeah. comedians. Yeah, he'll see somebody he likes that night, and they'll be on the show the next day. He'll keep slots open to. So, do you not think he he recognizes platform as something to do this when he lived in Los Angeles? Like, this is more of a recent thing. There's like wants to be more altruistic in helping comedians? I mean, he's talking about it a lot more. It feels like this whole COVID thing has I mean, I'll also awakened give, something in Joe. I'm also going to give him this. I think the show is now more curated than it was in the sense that it, he doesn't want to just bombard people with comedians. Yeah. I think it's like a, like there's a, you know, maybe the, I don't want to say a quota, but I think he's tr he tries to really mix it up in there. And, That's why we only get one alien podcast a month. Sure, because he doesn't want to just because he doesn't want to be known as like the alien sure. guy well, yeah, or the anything yeah. guy because that isn't probably good for the brand. Or there's insufficient it. evidence to really have that much interest in aliens. Uh oh. Well, we will definitely get to that. Hmm. Is that it for the mayor? No. What he basically said though, <laughs> the way they're talking, like this is not. He he had some plans and this is what we're gonna try to do. You know what I mean? Still throwing money at it. But they're basically saying, or I took from it, that like LA is fucked, like unfixable. I mean, from, like I said, from what I've seen, I also read the craziest article this week about how, so all those shoplifting, all those insane shoplifting laws that are in place now, it's just organized crime. Like that's, it's not regular people in there shoplifting. It's literally an organized crime ring. Who could, who could be Diablo Avocado working with the company if it goes that big for the insurance oh, sure i mean again yeah i guess if you want to go that far but my point is just like like nike store just has their own thugs and they're just like okay send in yeah. send in the rioters we need to make some insurance money i mean it's you know that seems lawless it seems insane and, and it's not making things better i mean i also saw a guy on valuetainment this week a, a, a chicago i think he was a chicago cop and they're told not to chase down bad guys. Now, again, who's who's telling them that? Like, what is the... I don't know. Like, it could be either side. It just seems weird to me. You mean either side? Is a Democrat problem or a Republican problem? Well, no, like I mentioned this before, where as soon as you say defund the police, the police have the power to be like, okay, well, we're just going to stop policing until the streets get so bad that you people are like, we're going to fund the shit out of the police. And then boom, you have funding again. But could there be a point where it's, let too much who knows and it just the purge know, gets worse well i mean it doesn't and, seem and like it that does, becomes a new normal i mean it doesn't seem like things are getting better and california seems like it's having the worst of it right now but i mean again san francisco for like five years ten years has been like the human feces capital of the world i'm sure outside of china it feels like it's a losing battle and the only cure is legalizing drugs back to square one yeah but i don't know if that's it there like i, I mean yeah listen of course i'm with you but do you think that just solves California's problem overnight? 
one. No, no. I, I, the homeless problem is, it's been a problem all our lives, like the, the climate problem. Like, So this is crazy. And, when I, and sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, please. What happens like when you legalize drugs? What do you think happens to all those criminals? They just put their arms up in the air and like, yeah, we're out of biz. Well, I, that's interesting you say that. What has happened with all the criminals that were uh, working, you know, mostly with marijuana? They... They've transferred to harder drugs. So what do you think happens when you take all the drugs away? Those guys transfer into investing into businesses, I guess. Or into guns and all sorts of other prostitutes. Like, who knows? Don't you think those vacuums, like, get filled? They always do. It's, it's just, I don't have the numbers, but just based on prohibition. You know what I mean? And that think, was the Simon, I think the, port, though, the point, though, as well, is that once you start selling those drugs and taxing them, you can then pay more money to fight those criminal elements or social programs. Exactly. Cause again, we, we, we go by people don't want to shoot commit heroin crime. in an alley cause everything's going great. They're like, yeah, the same way someone doesn't want to hold someone up at gunpoint. They probably want something better for themselves. That's just the point they're at. I mean, again, I'm sure there's just hardened criminals out there that that's their life now, but I don't know. There's another universe somewhere where it's working. If only we could transfer there just to see. So this is, in February, when I started investing, I started watching a lot of YouTube videos surrounding investments and investing strategies, this, that, and the next. And there was this guy I came across. His name is Meet Kevin. He's like this cheesy, kind of charismatic young dude who's made like, I don't know, $30 million investing on in real estate and this, that, and the next. He also makes a ton of money off YouTube and selling his like classes. I would never pay for them. I'm not, a, I'm not into that. But he's running for governor now. Why are you looking at me? Well, just hotel Jesus. Come on, you're the only. I told you so here. No, no, no. I, I was. I gave you half a look. What are you even doing? Unbelievable. Um, the point though is, this guy's running for it governor. Was three quarters of a t- of a, a told you so. Oh yeah, wasn't even. It was half. Inflation. A it's it's more than one now. Um, this guy's running for governor of California, and he has some. Uh, he has some interesting, like running. What are they? Is he willing to spend his money to become governor of California? Or is he just Gavin Newsom is a billionaire. This guy's never going to become governor. Well, it doesn't. Is there a chance that Gavin Newsom uh, gets recalled and now there's a vacuum and we have the likes of uh, Caitlyn Jenner, this guy? Listen, either way, this guy doesn't have enough money, I don't think. I'm just saying, if you go look at his platform, he has a lot of very interesting initiatives. Caitlyn Jenner has enough money. Yeah, she has enough money. And yeah. And publicity machine behind her that's she also has enough balls to do it did you think it was cool how, um, how he said uh city councilors aren't allowed to talk uh, unless yeah that was yeah that's i mean i understand the law oh, no, i, I hope that's enforced and stuff but you're like really yeah i know yeah <laughs> really there's no way that's enforced that's the craziest thing ever but like, it, the risk if you get caught you get fired or fined or whatever i think the point though simon is in this day and age most things are done electronically so, you know, the idea is like if you texted something about it, there'd be mm-hmm. some sort of, or if you emailed about it, I'm sure, like you said, if, you know, you're at lunch, you could fucking. And like he said, if you ever show up a meeting and he feels like he knows what everyone feels about something, something's wrong. I, I wonder if that's everywhere or just Austin. I would, I don't know. I, I can't understand why anyone would want to go into politics. I understand it's a power thing, but you have to be fucking loopy. 
It's usually because they're hooked up with people who need a person in the position I get it. that they're I get getting it. into. It's, it's just, always like a scratching your back. Nobody's in it because they want to do good. That's there must like be the craziest. There must be ever. at some point that. Yeah, maybe like a what's her name if you actually believe her. Um, but Simon, honestly, you just end up like Takashi Six Nine. I that I feel like that's how you end up when you just end up with this like. You just do something for someone. You end up down a shadier yeah. alley doing something well, for that person. I think if you don't start out like that, like you're saying, Kamar, there must be some good people out there. By the time you realize that you can't do any real good, then you're like, well, might I might well as well money. make something <laughs> I've designated or uh, not designated. I've, you know, given up six years of my life for to get to this point. Now I want to get paid. And then well, it's just a vicious circle of... I'm sure any mayor asses and so forth, like a human centipede candidate or someone who wins being mayor loves that city really loves the city. Well, you need a Matthew McConaughey in there who doesn't <laughs> like already has all the money in the world or a Joe Rogan. Let Joe Rogan be a fucking mayor of Austin. How much do you make being mayor of Austin? Probably nothing. Uh, here, I'm going to tell you right now. No, I bet you. It's got to be like. I bet you can park. Okay, the president of the United States, I believe, makes, makes four hundred thousand dollars a year. But let me find out how much the mayor of Austin makes. Mayor. And I don't think Joe has to talk about traffic anymore. Yeah, first. It's of all, adorable. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We get it, Joe. L.A. had thirty million people in. This it. This isn't snow. It's it's just the same thing. Yeah, yeah. you haven't seen rain. Like, yeah. Whatever. Matthew, he makes eighty two thousand two hundred and sorry, eighty two thousand three hundred and eighty six. I mean, I said a hundred k. I wasn't wildly off. Eighteen so grand. The idea that this guy would take a couple of kickbacks. <laughs> not so a, it, not it, of the world. It's, that's of a course. certainty, my friend. You seem pretty cool. I never said he wouldn't take kickbacks. That was never no, no, my no, point. No, 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 no. I, I just mean like. Uh, I get it. It's not a ton I, of money. I don't think these are altruistic uh, people filling these positions. If they were. You never know, though. I'm and sure there's a, listen, there's got to be a mayor somewhere who lives, you know, a meager life and really just cares about the city. I refuse or to you believe have that Qua doesn't exist. Or you have Kwame Fitzpatrick. The problem is, oh, yeah. <laughs> the problem is that most of these positions need funds to be able to run for them in order to get those funds. Unless you're like a rich person on your own, like a Ross Perot or something. I mean, again, like we're talking about city mayor. I'm talking about whatever. Okay. Well, talking I, about anybody in a position of power who has to buy their- Kwame Fitzpatrick was the mayor of Detroit. Yeah, I know. It was a yagster, like a Suge Knight, and was having a mansion with parties every weekend. There's you call him Suge? Was like a sewage night. It's Shug. 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 Whatever. He's in prison. Come and get me, buddy. <laughs> He's dead. Death row my ass. <laughs> Even more than talk yeah, shit about fuck him. Fuck you, Sewage. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I believe Kwame Fitzpatrick went to jail. We were just kidding. He's not dead. Come on. Ah, and Trump parted him. I believe. Is Shug Knight dead? Now I'm fucking. Now I'm. Confused. Now I'm shook. You know, now I'm sewaged. Every I'm mayor. <laughs> Every mayor I've ever heard of has some like ridiculous um, controversy story that happens during their Marion Barry their tenure. No, like, does Washington. any mayor get off? Unscathed? Yeah, I said he was the mayor oh, of Washington, sorry. though. He was. Uh, yeah, some mayors do. I don't know and there's got to be a sweet pension besides just that salary. Yeah, 
and you're going to able to zone a lot of land that you can buy for cheap and open up your Again, car dealership when you retire. I think there are a lot of like palms getting greased. So when you're done being mayor, it's like when you're done being president, you get to make those speeches for more than your salary the whole time you were president 100%. in one speech. 100%. That's right. He's not dead. He killed a man and is in jail for that. Shug is still alive? Fuck Shug. Yeah, he's still alive. Yeah. Oh, you are in trouble, Kamar. That guy listens to every podcast just to find out who's I'm bad mouthing him. I'm suging in my He's boots. got nothing else to do in prison but sit around. He, you know, just like that guy said to you, I've got time. Yeah. Well, wow. come uh, and get Simon, me, Suge. He's, he's doing 28 years. That so nothing be, but time. There's Maddie. nothing better than if Suge Knight attacks me or kills <laughs> me for this podcast. <laughs> so it's, it's a positive, positive. Suge, you're on notice. You're on the clock. Yeah, so anyways, it was an hour-long episode. Suge. It was... It should have been just for the citizens of Austin. And um, although all this talk, Austin does sound like a great town. Eh? You've never been there. You've never been there. No, I've never been. This, I've never been there. This episode should have been an Instagram story. Yeah, it could have been. Yeah. Do you, I was supposed to go to South by Southwest one year. With, does Austin you know, sound like a great place? though? Sounds like a yeah, great place to go, yeah, but I don't need to hear from the mayor. I'll listen to like Matthew McConaughey. Tell me how great Austin is. I have 365 days to get there. What do you mean? I, I just want to go there. Oh, and you have to do it within a year? Well, it's sort of like the thing, like you say you want to do something and then you well, wait you three, four years. you should definitely wait until Joe's club is open before you go. Yeah, I mean, I have enough work to do that I would not be able to go right now, but I'm just saying if I want to go someplace just to see it, not even to get on the bandwagon here. Well, thing. if you go there, Kamar, and you can get up on Joe's club, there's a good chance he's going to see you. And if he loved you, you can get on the show. So you better fucking polish that act up shiny. Yeah. I, I would be putting a, an abnormal, ridiculous amount of pressure on myself if I sort of foresaw that happening. But I'd just like to go. Food's great. I'd love to see that block that Joe List talked about. You know what I mean? Like, just something like that. <gasps> I always wonder where the things are, where the clubs are, and to, to whatever. So that's what I'm saying. And that's all my notes for this. It just really was what it was. It was a shit episode. Short, shitty episode. Had he been the drummer of Guns N' Roses, though. Oh, that would have been an episode. Fucking epic. Okay, Simon, you want to rate it? Uh, I give this a 0.5. All right, well, I'm going to give it a 1. No disrespect to the mayor of Austin, I give this a 2.1. Okay. All right, well, I guess we're going to take a break. We're going to pay some bills, and we'll be back with the second half real quick. Guys, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp.com. What interferes with your happiness? Are you feeling depressed? You feel anger? Maybe it's anxiety, stress eating away at your life. Maybe it's a self-esteem issue. Uh, do you feel like there's something preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, uh, I had a wicked drinking problem in my 20s, and uh, it would have been nice if there had been someone there to help. Luckily, I overcame it, and I can tell you right away, I feel much better. That's where BetterHelp comes in. Uh, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own professional licensed therapist. Uh, it's so convenient. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. Uh, you can usually start communicating with someone in under 24 hours. So that's good. You'll get that timely and thoughtful help that you need. Uh, this is not a self-help website. It is professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor at any time. Uh, as well, you can schedule weekly and video phone sessions. 
Um, we know that during COVID, the last thing you want to do is be going into a doctor's office, sitting in a waiting room, putting on the mask. Um, no one wants that. That's where BetterHelp is perfect. It's all done online, super convenient. Uh, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they offer financial aid, and they're available worldwide, which is wonderful. Uh, there's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available locally in many areas. You never know. You may live in a rural area. Um, they may not have a specific type of uh, counselor that you're looking for. So that's where BetterHelp also comes in handy. Uh, they offer licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem. As you name it, that's a lot of checked boxes. Uh, anything you share is, of course, confidential. Uh, the website is convenient, professional, affordable. They do have testimonials on their website if you want to go check it out. Uh, they have so many people using BetterHelp right now that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So also, if you're a counselor and uh, you're having tough times during COVID, maybe head over to BetterHelp and see if you can get yourself a job. You never know. Uh, if you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-E. Join over 1 million people taking charge in their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash J-R-E-E for your 10% discount off your first month. Guys, go check them out. Thank you so much. Guys, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Potstickers. Have you ever heard of Potstickers? No, I'm not talking about the delicious Asian dumplings. Potstickers are the newest thing to hit the cannabis accessory market. Whether the state you live in has legal weed or not, I guarantee you, you can find cannabis cartridges somewhere. The first truth is cannabis cartridges come out of the box unlabeled. And given that you may experience forgetfulness, how can any good pothead be expected to remember which cartridge is which? The second truth is many of us use cannabis as medicine. So being able to distinguish one cartridge from another would be extremely beneficial to the consumer. Think about it like this. What if your prescription medication came without labels? That world would be in chaos. Well, thankfully, Potstickers is here to solve all your cannabis cartridge problems. Potstickers is the inexpensive and convenient method of accurately labeling your cartridge variety. They have sativa, indica, and hybrid stickers. Potstickers has all the popular strains from Northern Lights and Granddaddy Perp to Gushers and Gorilla Glue. Potstickers are half-inch round labels that adhere right to the side of your cartridge and stay there until the cartridge is empty. Potstickers are sold in packs of 6 and 12 labels. Each kind features a unique image or phrase to identify the cartridge flavor. Be sure to check out the website to shop our full line of products. It's etsy.com slash shop slash William, uh, Robert William O'Brien or search Potstickers on Etsy. With Potstickers, you can watch your confusion go up in smoke. Thank you to Potstickers and BetterHelp. Go check both of them out. And like actually check them out. It helps they, us out a lot if you actually use the products that we advertise. But those two things can actually work in tandem together. I don't need to take you there. You can figure it out. <laughs> if you're on the fence and you want to support the podcast, it's the best thing you could possibly do. There you go. It's a win-win. Um, all right, Kamar, name and a number. 1956, no, 1958, Greasy Neil Tyson. Oh, sorry, Neil deGrasse Tyson. I mean, we knew it was coming. Space. We weren't looking forward to it. And the here, final frontier. And here he is. He does not fail to deliver, though, on... 
mind fuckery. The piece of shit that he is. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know what I mean? Whoa. Like you think he was such a douchebag last time. He must have gotten he obviously reads no feedback. the quotes. No feedback. He should have come on and been humble and gracious. And he comes in and he talks to Joe like he's a 12-year-old child and not even a very smart 12-year-old child, like a dumb, slow 12-year-old child. I thought he was going to start off saying it's hard being the Tiger Woods of astrophysicists. Like <laughs> he is such an amazing educator or some people would say he's a servant of curiosity. And now those people are him. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. And there was such a stroking of... He definitely thinks very highly of himself. He shouldn't... I I, I would love him if he said something like, um, yeah, I'm just trying to get better, you know? I, when when you teach, you learn. And I'm learning constantly. Not this, I've mastered it. I don't know how to pepper this in and pepper that in and become the best teacher there is. The weirdest thing is that, like, he's a student of Carl Sagan, who at least at face value came off as, like, a very humble kind person and i don't know he just obviously that didn't rub I thought off to myself many times listening to this podcast fuck this guy oh for sure <laughs> just listen like, no. come on i didn't even listen to a minute of it and i was like fuck this guy and then i i remember thinking a minute and a half in i can't believe he's already a dick but 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 it doesn't help when joe is just jerking off under the table asking about how how are you such a great teacher and you're such an amazing teacher and I hate thinking what of him Neil deGrasse said, throw more cum in my face like because he's jerking off under the oh, table. Oh, I get it. Yeah, I, I do not like to think of him as this amazing educator. Scientists work in a field where no one cares about, and no one can actually say anything because they don't really know. Because that's what he's doing. He Although is, he's very hard he pressed that, on facts. He he is that teacher in high school who would say to you, "That's right," because I'm the teacher. He doesn't want to meet you at the chalkboard. Oh, yeah, that was fucking special, that whole little... But but so we have the little stroke off at the beginning. Yeah. Mostly for Neil. <laughs> Joe hasn't done the improvements that Neil's done. <laughs> <laughs> and they get into... Because Joe's primary thing is asking about the aliens. Uh... And this is the, this is the most interesting. I had a conversation with another friend who pointed out that the footage is the problem. The of footage course. is the problem. Because there are drones that can read a match pack on a guy's hand yeah. in Iraq. Like, so that's that's the problem. Agreed, Simon? Yeah, and I, that would lead me to believe that that footage does exist, that they are choosing what comes out and what you see. There, There is high-definition quality I, footage. I would imagine that is the case. Which will be accompanied if, by the packet the, Like you're out. saying, Kamar, if the military is actually watching these things, gets them on radar, gets them... There are fucking um, satellites up there that can, like you said, read your ID from a million miles away. Like, I think they could get footage of these things if they... And they probably do have them. But fuck Neil deGrasse Tyson. This guy's explanations are crazy. Like, he he takes the point of view of not whether they exist or not. It's whether the equipment is malfunctioning or not. Well, that could be something. I believe him there. I just don't believe... What? <laughs> like, the second Joe mentioned water, he was out because he knows he knows nothing about oceans. That's not his area of expertise or whatever. 
And that's seeming more and more possible. Like he would not have that at all. It seemed like he wasn't having it at all, period. He's having nothing at all. Just because- a closed-minded individual, man. It's crazy. How can you be like a guy who believes in the mysteries of science? And and this is what I don't understand, okay? This is what I don't get. Everybody agrees, like all the scientists agree, we're not alone. The universe is too big. The odds are there's got to be other intelligent life out there. But then we see glimpses of this intelligent life and they act like this is an impossibility. I, I think he said the mistake was to look for something that's not there and hoping it's there. I like that when he got up to piss, Jamie said he was more likely to believe that we're in a simulation than Jamie than believes aliens. simulation over aliens. That's a fair that's Jamie a fair thought that or Neil deGrasse Jamie. thought or Neil deGrasse thought that. Jamie. Jamie. But you know when Graham Hancock is fighting against the old um, scientists of the uh, Egypt? Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson feels like those scientists. Like, there are things that are just cut stone. Newton's law, don't lie. <laughs> you know, I, all these things. Again, which I, I agree with you totally, Kamar, but I don't understand how he can take that stance because, like, uh, string theory, as an example. That's something that they didn't think was even a possibility, and then they figured out that it was a possibility, and now it's just part of, like, the lexicon of science. Because all these perimeter things could make him obsolete. And so he's rather trash them and dismiss them and tell you why because of science they're probably not again he could just he's an entertainer he just has to keep an open mind like he he doesn't have to be so dismissive that's just because he's a giant asshole bo's law (laughs) bo's law received way more credit than it deserved he pointed that out but i don't know of any tyson's laws do you know what i mean like he hasn't he hasn't he seems like he's almost a regurgitator more than a scientist. But, I mean, he must be smart about something. I thought it was very suspect when he described the Earth's orbit around the universe like Loch Ness. Why would you use something imaginary that doesn't exist <laughs> yeah. as a concrete example yeah. of Loch, how the Earth moves? Loch Ness exists. Well, no, the place, Ness. He the said place. The, the actual monster. Oh. I, I, it'd be more realistic to go, you know, like Puff the Magic Dragon. <laughs> And the, can we get back to the aliens for a second, though, unless you're planning? on No, 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 no. This c- comes into your thing. Bear talk <laughs> comes up again. That's, well, bear he, talk every he week. Use that example as like why there is no aliens. Right, Simon? What's the bear talk? Can we, can we be, Said sorry, you what? could uh, sit. You imagine there's a bear in the cave, but you never go in the cave, but you observe the cave. You deduct that there's no bear in that cave because of, you've done all these experiments around the bear being in that cave. I thought it was more pointy than I'm this. Not so talk sure, about bears. I'm not sure I understand. Just go in the Evident- fucking cave and look for the bear. You, but he called it, well, you can't go into the universe and see aliens. Um, it was no, evidence coming of absence, here. he called it. But then he got into... It sounds like you're Neil degrassing me here. No, like, I disagree with him. 100% we're just saying we would have to say what he says and then you uh, disprove it. No, hold on. Just just hold on a second. Back up. Back Start up. where do you got to be. Back two steps up. You said you agree with him that the equipment is what's malfunctioning and that's why. No, I agree that that could be a point why it well, isn't I what mean, you think it is. Of course, that could be a point. But don't you think that the military, that's like the first question they ask themselves in their double and triple check of things? 
I don't know what he thinks he knows, but he talks like he knows everything. And I think that's where the repulsive nature of Neil Grace. Like basically what he's saying is that Commander Favor is a liar. The, the things that these guys say they saw with their eyes, they were mistaken. And he's like, well, it was, um, it was so far out. You can't see that with your eyes. And Joe failed to tell him that like Commander Fravor was right there with the fucking thing. Oh, he had disdain for the stories because it pushes against the narrative that he's trying to push just about the hilarity of space. Again, I, I don't, at some point, at some point, if aliens, look, it's pretty certain now that, Either we're going to find out that this is a giant scam or we're going to find out that, you know, there things are happening. He's going to have to accept this into his paradigm. No, he'd have to be canceled. He's done. Well, why? <laughs> why? Oh, because he's just fought it too hard he's, at this he's, point. And he's just, he's Neil deGrasse Tyson. Like, I, I, he's grating to me. I know, but I don't see why Neil deGrasse couldn't just as, he talks about the universe and space. He if can, these things are part of can, the universe of course, and space. Of course, he can flip flop and do whatever he wants, but. He's got to eat a bunch of crow, right? If there's proof of aliens. If, if, if this report comes out next week and they have the evidence of, of three or four things that he was just like, no, no, no to. Even in his lifetime, though, and again, this is the part I don't understand. Even in Neil deGrasse's lifetime, as a physicist, I don't know if he is a physicist, but in that category, we've seen um, them adopt theories that they thought were fucking bonkers Years before, um, I'm not smart enough to know what they are, but for sure that's the case. Black holes, things like that. You know what I mean? Like at some point those were poppycock that can't exist. This is how science works. Like he's a scientist who can't see that. It's crazy to me. It is crazy. It's crazy to me. But you're right, Kamar. He is one of those Egyptologists who's more concerned about like the fact that his textbooks, the ones he wrote, are going to be irrelevant, that he's willing to fight for um, a lie. And he's able to hide behind that the universe is just marvelous enough you don't even need to throw aliens in. His, I mean, his bomb line, though, is an absence of evidence to cause him interest. Yeah, that, I mean, again, there's very little evidence of Bigfoot, and yet I still have interest in it. Probably more interest because there isn't evidence just popping up all over the place. But he sort of contradicts himself when he pushes, like, why aliens are always portrayed as evil. Then he went into, like, it's, I don't think they're evil. I think we are putting up a mirror to ourselves because we fear ourselves. When we try to get, act all poetic. Yeah, yeah. But then he's sort of acknowledging that. The aliens would exist, but they, they wouldn't be barbaric. Is he sort of saying that? If he's giving, if he's giving credence to that there's a portrayal of something that he doesn't think exists, he thereby thinks it exists. No, I think his point was just that there are no aliens. We just give and them. And we just an, make them the boogeyman. Yes, yeah. They are I think us. that was his point, yeah. Well, that probably is true, but they're us from the future. That's the part he forgot to mention. One of his one of his other evidence things is like there would have been a janitor. There would have been someone who leaked something. Which I, I always think is flimsy, you know what I mean? Like that's not real science. The fact that no one has leaked any of this secret information that you seek means it doesn't exist. I mean, it depends how tight the fucking... You know that the presidents don't even find out about it. 
But we do know from him all this is uh, thankful or not thankful to Trump. You can thank or blame him for the disclosure. Tyson said he was the one who put in the bill. He okay. was the one who put a in last the... hurrah. Mm-hmm. Well, good for him then. We can all put on our MAGA hats. And then he, he made an interesting point that the best scientists in the world don't work for governments. Yeah. I thought that was, that was interesting. Because the private sector pays far more. Seeing back after this past year that we're listening to government scientists, but there's maybe better scientists out there. But if you're just a true man of like wanting to help the world, then wouldn't you want to work for the government? Wouldn't that be where you would make the most uh, meaningful change? Not if you thought there was a lot of red tape. But also, Kamar, wouldn't you then argue then that the best of the best are working for Pfizer? It, depending on the field, but yeah. And you're pretending too that like the government doesn't use outside scientists. Of course they do. It's the same way they use Blackwater. Like those people work for the sci- the government. They're just not on the books. Like the best outside chemical engineer in the yeah, world exactly. would probably look, work for oil companies. They're brain Blackwaters. <laughs> they're brain waters. I can't he, believe this guy has 14 million. He's selling a book. That's another. Um. <laughs> oh, and he was so shameless about his promotion of it, too. Like, fucking gross, Neil deGrasse. Well, he's, he's, fighting he's just so fucking cheesy. He's, he's so corny. He's fighting out. He wears an Indiana Jones hat, but he's fighting off the thing that he said NASA should run Texas. He wore an Indiana Jones hat on this podcast? He took it off, but put it back on for the picture. No, he is a real fucking piece of work. He prefers the theory of the Transformers. I couldn't believe that too. I was like, "Is this guy fucking kidding me?" He what, just said he like, doesn't believe in aliens. They sent robots here, and that and that we learned a bunch of technology in the sixties or whatever, and that was why there was a massive um, influx of he, tech. He's willing to accept that exactly. How that's no different than what we're talking about. I think he was being condescending and oh, sort of yeah, patronizing, but he he went along with it for a while enough. Like he just has so much. Oh, dude, when he pokes out the problems with movies. I want to kill myself and then, no, him first and then myself. I thought it was interesting his arguing point against uh, Neuralink because he had very much disdain for that. Yeah. I do. What was his? Uh... He was saying this, he, Joe was arguing, but you have access to uh, so much more information. And he said, but so much of that information is incorrect. So like, the, yeah, you can get more stuff, but is it really right? He used the Wikipedia Mm-hmm. You should see if something's been changed 40 times last week. It's probably not that credible. I mean, at that point that they're putting Neuralink in, why do we think it's just connecting to like the existing internet? Why isn't it connecting to like, a, you know, a HAL type of situation where the computer is so powerful that it's filtering out all the nonsense? Well, ideally, that's and what only, it would be. Only true. But well, a, imagine Simon, downside. Imagine if you have Neuralink and I'm talking to you, we're having a conversation, and then out of the blue, I just start trying to sell you a Tesla. Wouldn't you like a Tesla? I'm sure you'd be good in a Tesla, Simon. Dude, have and you're you like, ads in your brain? That's I, what I'm no, not even in your brain. Like they're just you'd start delivering them. Have you watched the show Upload on uh on Amazon? Obviously not. No. So the premise of it is that when you die, they're able to upload your your consciousness, a, a version of you into these like retirement homes in air quotes, which are like reality for dead people who can afford them. You okay. Know? But they're virtual. Well, you're dead. So yes, it's virtual. It's, so if you yeah. need money, you're going to need something other than cash. 
Yeah, they had a whole cash system there. Anyways, point is, um, you couldn't transfer your Bitcoin over. Is that what you were asking, Kamar? This is where I was yeah. going. <laughs> no, it was like each place had its own money. But who knows? Maybe they'll let you bring your Bitcoin over. I don't know. I love that even when you're dead, they have a monetary system, Kamar. You're living in, supposed to be blessed, yep. and they're yep. still like, well, no, no. This is because you didn't let yourself go to real heaven. This is artificial heaven, right? Gotcha. But anyways, point is, Matt, they had these things like if you ran out of money then you would start getting ads gotcha. and the ads okay. would come through for like burritos from Taco <laughs> Bell and they just pop up right there in your periphery. Right. Yeah. You know, anyways, that's what it's going to fucking be like. Well, of course, that's what I was saying. That's except it's going to be Tesla and fucking, but, uh, but it, for, in our lifetime songs, in our all lifetime, the time. it will be optional. You think oh, it's yeah, for sure. You it's something you'd have optional. to opt into. Well, obviously, obviously, if someone says no charge, send you nearly to your house here, you know, you're going to be if they, there's got to be a cost for real, though, if, come it's on, free. if like tomorrow a Neuralink showed up at your house, no cost, would you inject it into you? Uh, I don't think so. I, 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 what if it let you play backgammon just like in your mind? I'm I I myself. Well, uh, what if it turned porn? I see that. I did consider that. If I could, <laughs> if I don't have to pull up my phone to play backgammon. What if it made porn into like virtual porn? That's the one. It would help. Feature. To, the only reason I'd be putting it on is to help me um, be more successful and not less productive and more creative, as he said. Gotcha. But but you know what I mean. Like I don't see how it would help me paint better, and that's where I'm making my money. So, but maybe it would again, like maybe see that's if I, if, if I you could like, opt into the matrix, would you take it right now? If I gave you the option, like you continue living your life right now as Kamar or you can go into like a virtual place. I feel in my case, because I sort of have nothing that I'd be, maybe I'd be a good candidate to do that. Well, what is it like? What are the stipulations, Simon? What do I get in this virtual place? Is it, is it, um, and what happens to your presence to everyone you I know? I can't tell you till you commit to the place. Well, then no. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, you live a life, but everyone knows you loses you. <clears throat> yeah. Is that sort of a the thing? I don't know. I just thought of this right now, so I don't know. Well, we'll have to get more uh, details. Yeah, I don't know, Simon. It's a weird... Uh, like, again, if I can go into, like, it's the perfect utopia... But you know you're leaving a bunch of people like. Well, that's the selfish leaving, decision right Chico there. Behind. Yeah. Well, but there's you Chico. But get a Chico's Chico. in my thing because so it's for my you, perfect. It's fine, that's what I'm saying. You yeah. know, there's a Chico out there that yeah. doesn't have you anymore. But we're not talking about that because everyone can opt into this Neuralink. So. Do you think when you dream, you're catching a view of like one of your alternate realities? Well, haven't you ever had like dream deja vu? Where something happens yeah. and you're like, that's happened to me in a dream. Totally. Yeah. Well, so this is what I mean. Tyson is, probably does not believe in that because there's no evidence. And you know when and you wake French, up in so the morning, like, some mornings after having certain dreams and you just feel totally drained? Yeah. I mean, that seems like, would you really get drained from sleeping? I mean, again, if you can lose weight playing chess, then can't your, you know, if your mind's Who's running. Who's losing weight playing chess? Didn't they say that? Wasn't that the stat that they pulled Burning up? some calories. I don't know what oh. losing weight is exactly is well, i mean you're Staying also burning fit. some calories breathing at some point i'm sure but like um pull up the fucking article before you shit all over me simon okay okay here i'll pull it up because you're never gonna find another it. one of his issues with uh, machines and mind melds is um 
He believes we can't get rid of deception in humans, so we cannot program a machine without deception. Do you think? That's interesting. Because man is flawed, can we make something that is not flawed? Like, it's just inherent that our flaw it gets into it. Because they always want to leave the back door open to stop the machine, and that's the flaw. Something like this. Because human nature is to control. He was just very much against it. You're going to read me some article from BuzzFeed now, Matty? No, Robert Sapolsky, who studies stress in primates at Stanford University, says a chess player can burn up to 6,000 calories in a day while playing in a tournament, three times what an average person consumes in a day. Stress and anxiety, in fact, are the greatest drivers of the phenomenon. Wow. Crazy. So by that logic, any stressful event will have you. I'm just not using so wait, my there's brain a, enough. There's a good question though. So if if you had Neuralink, could it not like while you're asleep put you in a state of stress where you're maybe <laughs> potentially burning? You know what I mean? Like maybe that's some sort of weird side effect that we haven't because they could really tweak it to do a whole bunch of shit. And probably, what if it could tell your body not to absorb as much sugar and shit it out? Yeah, or just change go. like your 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 biologic chemistry. All these things, if were the case. That sounds petrifying that you have this thing inside you that's just going to change your chemistry or body chemistry at will. But you already have that. It's a brain. Simon, yeah, keep in mind, though. it's my brain. I watched it's not this, a brain it, I got from Elon Musk. Simon, I watched this thing the other day where this guy has a chip implanted in his head because he has Parkinson's, and it sends like an electrical yeah. shock. And the difference was like night and day. Like they showed him doing things while it was off. And then they turned it on and he has like a totally normal life. Now I get it. That thing's not like projecting, uh, you know, some sort of artificial reality in front of him. But, you know, the whole idea that someone putting a chip in your head is always insidious is not, you know, that's not. I am not insinuating that at all. But Elon wanting to put a chip in your head, that is insidious. I can't disagree with that. But you never, listen, the jury's still out. We don't know what his. Well, but we we know. But he, if you're like buying into his thing as a savior, you're a sucker. In two months, he's gone from hero to loser. Like he's scrambling. If he got a Neuralink, he'd be want to reprogram people to like him again. Like from, he, sh- he should just go away. I mean, this is where the CIA made their mistake. Because they thought, oh, just pump this guy, just get him out there. They didn't realize that you do Saturday Night Live and you jump the shark, man. And all of a sudden, like, they're fucking golden boy, um, winds of change star is now, like, people are laughing at him. And then nobody's going to want to buy his cars. And definitely nobody's going to let you put his chip in in their neck because it's not going to be cool anymore. So some young CIA agent was trying too hard to make his drivers. Maddie, exactly. exactly. (laughs) And it's already happened once. They were working on Elon. They thought they had it. I don't know what happened where he lost his credibility, but then he had to get Grimes. That's how he bought himself back into like the youth size. I'm telling you, you, man, this is so transparent. Again, this is like a Takashi thing. Can I tell you something crazy too? This is really interesting. So Peter Thiel, also founder of, PayPal um, with Elon. Very shady gentleman. Yeah, he has a company that he owns called Palantir and they basically own like a fucking shit ton of defense contracts. Yeah, he's so rich. Oh, he's he's fucking super rich. But the point is, is like, it's kind of weird that both these guys come from PayPal and then they go into these sectors like space and then the defense sector. Yeah, isn't isn't that interesting, Maddie? That this tiny little company that got built from nothing into this megalith 
And then look at a similar um, Which example. Which company are you referring to? An ex- a PayPal. S- a, a similar example, Matthew. Yeah. And I'm trying to re- remain very calm here. Is Microsoft because again, tiny little startup in the guy's um, garage, which who now has his hands into very important parts of the world. Dude, he is trying so hard right now to distance himself from Epstein. It's embarrassing. It's a divorce too late. <laughs> yeah, that ain't gonna work, buddy. It's hard to distance yourself from a person where there's like documented footage of you having dinner with them and but like, like cavorting with them. Just do what Steven Pinker did. Be like, yeah, I met with him. I met with a lot of people. I didn't fuck kids. End you, of story. You know like, what the difference is, Matt? Well, there are two differences. Pinker probably didn't fuck kids and Pinker probably did meet with him for business, whereas him and uh, Bill Gates were buddies. Like you, it's hard to distance yourself from a guy when they have like pictures of you windsurfing together. But that's what I'm know? saying is why at that point when there's so much evidence, are you even going to deny? It's crazy. It's crazy. But was it all suppressed because of just Trump took the limelight? Like this isn't recent stuff because Epstein's been dead. Do you know what I mean? No, it's coming to light now because of the divorce, obviously, and because his wife is stating that that's the main reason she's left him. But no one cared. Up until the divorce. No one cared while he was getting your vaccines. (laughs) You're hilarious. So he goes off about how no measurement is exact. Yeah. Neil deGrasse Tyson. That was the most infuriating part of this. What are we even doing here? If no measurements are exact, he's admitting that science is a crock of shit. But then (laughs) then he, right at that, he he does, he's doing like a gymnastics of the no measures exact, sticks to landing with, but I discovered what, uh, how he, the day he painted Starry Night by a couple quick yeah. measurements. Oh, dude, he's to the such day. an asshole. It's, un, it's only an asshole would tell you that. The Starry Night, Vincent Van Gogh. I will say this though. It is interesting. I don't know if you know this, but I'm pretty sure it's in Europe. They have encased one kilogram. Yes. And it's like the, the world standard for one kilogram. Like that's so interesting to me that we can't like, because if you think about it, that is an exact measurement, right? They have exactly one kilogram somewhere that like is the standard for. No, I, I wonder I if if the the mechanism it it sits on, on itself is like well, no measurement is exact. I, hey, I am far from a scientist. <laughs> I'm just a critic of Neil deGrasse Tyson. So when you get on the scale, you can just be like, this thing isn't exact. But Starry Night, do you Says know who I weigh that? 300 pounds, yeah. but it could be off by give quite take, a give bit. Give or take a hundo. Yeah, <laughs> quite this a bit. Thing, yeah. It all depends on gravity on the day. Yeah, according to Neil. Yeah. And that's how they get away with all their fucking predictions. It's interesting. Like, this is really stupid, but we sort of, if we were kids, we thought the future there'd be um, moving sidewalks. You know, what I, yeah, the, yeah. the things we thought would be the future, but it's all just information. Like that That's the real thing that's just explored that no one really but saw. But again, coming. why aren't there moving sidewalks? Well, there are in airports. Yeah, but, but there aren't everywhere. But keep in mind, Kamar, a lot of the stuff like, you know, there's a lot of stuff we take for granted that we have now. Like you have a, you have a computer in your hand with a camera on it. You can record 1080p or 4K You're like, video. You're like, go fuck yourself. You don't need a flying car. You got a tiny little computer in your hand. Well, no, like obviously they got the flying car. You know, they were off on that, but there's a lot of stuff that, again, Simon, I'm talking about, I, I've brought this up a hundred times, how in Back to the Future 2, they have a fax machine on the wall. 
Like that was how limited our our view of the future. That would still be around. Well, I mean, listen, that was one guy's view of the future. I to get say it. That I get we it. We were limited. No, go read science fiction novels. You know what I mean? They weren't talking about fax machines. I understand, but even then, but those ones were all wrong because you're talking about flying cars. So I'm just yeah. saying is like some of the advancements we kind of get, but they're just not quite what we thought they might be. I don't know. Now Neil deGrasse Tyson doesn't like to name drop, but he couldn't help himself. When he was talking about talking to uh, Steven Spielberg, yeah, and he revealed that Steven Spielberg thought E.T. was a vegetable. Well, that's why he could rejuvenate all the the plant life around this, him. This yeah. is what he thought, and I thought he was going to say. And at the same time, I gave some advice to this guy Bernie Madoff down the street, <laughs> but they actually revisit later on. But I was thinking for the movie game, we could do E.T. Unless you haven't seen E.T. Of course, I've seen the extra testicle. Just before we jump into this, can I ask you guys a serious question? Like, sure. I, j I joke around about winds of change, and we all have a real good laugh and a chuckle. But <laughs> here we go. I, I'm curious, though. What do you do? You guys not think that um, the CIA kind of seriously does have their thumbs in just a ton of pots, knowing what we know now about like Manson and people like that. But it's so bad because of things they've done in the past that I didn't know CIA that are now true core beliefs to me. Are, you know what I mean? Like, we're all programmed to... to Like, we joke around about Elon all the time. So, Simon, can I just really quickly yeah. cut you off? Because yeah, I just want yeah. to say this. I think a lot of... I think a lot of what happens is this. I think the CIA does things that they're involved in for maybe a decade, and then it gets beyond their control, and then it's just part of, like, crack cocaine. You know what I mean? I don't think that's an ongoing CIA. No, that's a blunder. But but you see what I mean is I think a lot of the things that maybe you're talking about are like are just that CIA blunders. No, that I'm are talking now more about people. Like we see these people out there and we joke around about how they're CIA plants. Like that, it's not. But what, such I'm, trying a to, what I'm trying to say, idea. Simon, is something's happened in history that you think is one thing, but because the CIA, it's actually something else. But your truth is that it's this, and because you do not know it's CIA up. Do you understand what I'm saying? I, I do. It makes us like have to go back and relook at some of the things we know as fact, and it that brings me back to Neil Tyson because he never will go back and like change his opinion on something that will then alter his views on a lot of other things. He's definitely not likely to. Anywho. Yeah, go on with your well, movie. Well, hold game on. Now. What was your question though? You said, do I believe? Well, I want to know like, um, so, but hold on. Do you think it's impossible that Elon is a plant? Okay. But let me ask you. Yes. Then. So let me, you do Kamar. Yeah. Uh, okay. So let me, oh, I don't think it's impossible. I don't, I don't give it a 0% chance. If that's what you're asking. Simon. What do you think the likelihood of Elon being a plant is? Less than 5%. Wow. 50%. Okay. He is or he isn't. Thank you, Kamar. <laughs> no, he wasn't. He, I believe me. I, I know he it seemed like he was on your side, but I don't think he was there. No, but he gave me great odds. Yes, he did. Well, yeah. the fact that Tesla's a Ponzi scheme, like when that house exact, of cards falls. Exactly. Well, the, the, that, it seems like it wouldn't fall apart if it had the CA balking. The fact that, um, I balking. mean. Balking. <laughs> And it would just be interesting, too, if um, Bill Gates did end up being some sort of um, weird plant that got out of control, to your point, Maddie, like, we're going to help you build this company, you're going to, and then he gets, he hooks himself up with Epstein, or maybe they were hooking him up with Epstein to keep him in check. Well, even then, like, what if oh. Bill Gates really was, hold on, what if Bill Gates really was just a super smart computer fucking nerd, and... 
they do get involved with him. And then, like you said, he just runs amok because he ends up creating this monster corporation that they had no... I mean, I guess your argument would be they just kill him. Well, that would be an easy way to do it. But isn't that what the CIA does? Like, that's my argument to you is wouldn't if... if, if, if Usually, or, or they make you seem like you're crazy. Okay. Or, I'm just or discredit you in some way, Matt, I guess was more what I was driving at. Being that crazy or maybe, you know, you having sex with kids or who knows. But it seems like Bill Gates is still on the right side of the CIA and maybe Elon fucked up along the way and that's why he's having all this grief right now. I don't know what grief he's having. He's still one of the richest people in the world. No one likes him. Who just, gives a shit? No, that's just because well, I, mean, the, I thought he did. The CIA isn't smart enough, I guess, to keep up with, to his keep up with the kids. Bamboozlement. Like you got to really be, I guess that's the problem, right? If you're a CIA agent, a young CIA agent who decides to just sit on his haunches and kind of <laughs> like, you know, I've built Elon up and now we're just going to let this shit ride. You have no superior saying, get him back in line. Well, yeah. And, you know, now with the how fast things come and go out of popularity, like you really got to work hard to keep people relevant for that long. And he has to stay relevant because they need to keep pumping out all their ideas through him, you know? Well, I have more about Elon coming up, so. I just still, my thing is this, Simon. The government is pretty inept at most things. So it seems crazy to me that they would just have this one department that was just super fucking good. Even then, like like you're mentioning, like keeping up with the trends, it's impossible for trend makers. You know what I mean? It's all. It, it seems like the government would be terrible. Well, not if you're setting the trends. Uh, I, it's like that Steve Buscemi at high school. Yeah, fucking. No, <laughs> I, I agree with you, Maddie. that probably most of the government is inept. But I would imagine that there are certain parts of it that are pretty proficient in what they do, or at least are trying enough things that many of them are going to work. Keep in mind, though, this goes back to what I was saying a couple weeks ago about that CIA ad that What's-His-Name had a problem with. Remember, it went to me saying if they want to keep up with the kids, they need to hire a couple nose-pierced, red-haired... Those are great debunk. You know? I don't know. Are we doing E.T. here? Yep. It's I feel like we've done this already. The time has come again For Matt and Simon to rack the brains To guess the budget in the box office We all know they won't guess the year And the Patreons are the real winners Here at the Chase It's the movie game. I wish Matt. everyone could see Simon because he's he really jives to that thing. He's bouncing, he's bopping, he's it's, popping. It's pretty catchy, man. Yeah. Shout out Sit to Tyler Ball again. Buckle up, well, Matt and Simon go head to head to find out what year movie came out. Simon, I got a year already, bro. How much it costs to make and how much it made at the box office. Um, okay. This week, the movie is E.T., directed by Steven Spielberg. Starring D. Wallace, Henry Thomas... Peter Coyote, Robert McNaughton, Drew Marymore. Okay, I got a year also, Matty. Not too many people came out of that movie, except for Drew. And she was only like about eight years old. I have my year of birth, 1983. Oh, and I said 1982. Ding, 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 was it late 82? Actually, well, that's interesting. It comes out June, June. in the United oh. States. Comes out May in Canada. Oh, May in Canada. Weird. We it got came out in Canada release? first? Seems, no, it was May of the next year. <laughs> no, 1982. Oh, weird. 
All right, I'm all, I'm ready, Simon. Are you? You're already ready. Holy shit, dude! He said ET ten minutes ago, and then oh, you had the CIA druthers conversation in his crawl. Oh, <laughs> telling telling a story of sorts. Um, okay, just give me a second here. Talk amongst yourselves for a moment. Come on, I know you don't want. I know you don't watch soccer, but oof, this year was a fucking the the Champions League yesterday was fucking insane. I'll, I will watch the World Cup soccer or the Euro soccer. Cup. Oh yeah, the Euros are going to be great for sure. Be fucking great. Maybe that'll get me back into. Do you have a Do you have a pick uh, right now? Which team? Yeah, or, for the you Euros money on it. Well, no, I just if you had to, I mean, if just right now on air. Do you what, know what country do you think will win the Euros? I have no idea. Uh, Portugal you know what or I'll defending? Say? I'll say because um, they did so amazing in the World Cup. Uh, Croatia. You're going to say Croatia? Wow, they have a pretty easy uh, group, so. I'm going to say Belgium. Safe pick. They're all competitive. Okay, I'm ready. All right, Simon, since uh, you won, I'll go first. Okay. I said the budget was $35 million and that it, call, uh, that it made $220 million at the box office. This is crazy. We've never been closer, Maddie. I also said exactly $35 million, wow. and it made two forty-seven at the box wow. office. Wow. Oh, Simon, this was your time to shine. Um, budget $10.5 million. Wow. Box office seven hundred and ninety-two million dollars. Seven hundred and ninety-two. <laughs> Holy shit! Whoa. And all that money went to Bernie Madoff. And all that. <laughs> and that's where you are mistaken, Kamar. Most of that money went right back to the CIA. Okay. Interesting. That's the movie game. Thank you, Tyler Lovell. Wow, that was so far off. Yeah, wonderful we were way theme song. Off. We were so far. We off. were a half a billion dollars off there, yeah. Simon. Half I don't think we've billion. ever been farther. We were no. the closest together. Yeah, and, the and, and closest were, together and never been you were further three away. Three times the budget. All yes, over the place. Three times the budget. Yeah. Sounds like the name of like uh, somebody's memoirs, eh? Dude, that explains why he got to make everything under the sun after that. Because that return on investment is staggering. Yeah, that's all right. That yeah. is staggering. He was the uh, wow, studio the golden pet. child. Yeah, wow. <laughs> So back to uh, and, Neil deGrasse Tyson. And if sorry. you looked at... Hold on. Can you really quickly pull up his entire box office combined? Wow. I'm going to just... It's, it's going to make him not be a victim of uh, Brady Madoff. Oh, he only lost that much? Oh, I just... I can't wait to see this number. Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones. Was he Jurassic Park? Yep, yeah. Still, yeah. That's where he dealt with uh, DNA manipulation so that we'd all be ready for DNA manipulation. <laughs> No, I just want to tell you, like, if you look at the movies that this guy made. So what was Indiana Jones there for? Well, there are a lot of things that Indiana Jones was there for. One of them is the importance of the fact that there are artifacts out there that can do amazing things. Like the Holy Grail and uh, the Ark of the Covenant and all sorts of stuff. Which I one's think... your favorite? Which one's your favorite? Just out of curiosity. What do you mean? What? Indiana Jones. Both um, of you. When I was a kid, my favorite was Temple of Doom. I don't know why. It was just my favorite because a short round, I think. But <laughs> now that I'm older, I think I like the third one with... Um, Dude, me too, with Sean Connery. Sean Connery. Oh, yeah, when he smashes it. Even the, though the, the first one, like from a cinematic point of view, yeah, I yeah, think yeah, is yeah, the best yeah. movie. The first Simon. one's the most exciting. It's so crazy. But so that's why you liked it exactly. Well, wait, it? as a kid, we had my grandmother had... Uh, the VHS of Temple of Doom, and my cousin and I watched it religiously. Like, loved that. Short round was the fucking no best. No more parachute, Dr. Jones. You can't do three without one and two. 
No, of the course little not. things. Yeah, yeah, of well, course. Actually, no, you can because River Phoenix falls in the snakes at the beginning. Actually, I think three can stand by itself. Three is fucking stellar. So, what do you guys think? The Germans, the tapestries, Doctor Jones, Steven the Spielberg, tapestries. Total worldwide box office. Yeah, yeah, give it to me. Guess. Wait, can I guess? Of course oh, yeah. you can. That's what you're gonna do. Simon, you ready? You're gonna guess. Total box office all time? lifetime. Yeah, He's number oh one. God. By the way, okay, go ahead. He's number one. James Cameron has to be close. Okay, let me guess. Uh, wow. I'm going to say 22 billion. Total box office all time. Yeah. He is number one. Highest grossing director worldwide. Um, maybe 13 billion. Simon so was much closer. It's 10.5 billion. Oh, man. I was way off. Fuck. Can you guess number two? James Cameron. No. The Russo Brothers. Avengers Endgame, 6.84 billion. Mm. Number three. James Cameron. Peter Jackson. Motherfucker. Oh, yeah. The, yeah 6.5 billion. Yeah, and the fucking Lord of the Number Rings. four. James Cameron. Michael Bay. God damn it. 6.4 billion. <laughs> and number five. Steven Spielberg. James Cameron! <laughs> That's the extent of movie game, a rich, rich When When you look at directors. Steven Spielberg's filmography, yeah. again, I, I, I'm, I'm sick of being this guy. But if you wanted to like... Oh, you're going to conspiracy. Yeah, look at, yeah, a, yeah. look at a person who could like... So aliens. Well, look, let's start with his first one, okay? Okay. Yeah. You're, no, no, sorry. This is this is so great, Matt. I've never even realized this before. Encounters of the We're having a no, no, no. On the show. Just, just stop. I, yeah, I just, just hold on one second, okay? Are so, we allowed to do this? No, no. This is this is real. This happened. Yeah. Steven Spielberg, yeah, is was created by the CIA. Here we go. The very first. Hold on, wait, listeners. You guys are watching the birth of a very fresh conspiracy. Here. The ve yeah. I'm Time sure this is this. a conspiracy already, but okay. I came to a new realization about okay. it. Okay. For the very first important movie he does yeah. is 1975 Jaws. Okay. Why? Why did they make a movie about a shark? Because you <laughs> got to stay the fuck out of the oceans, Matt, because that's where the aliens are. Sounds like a PSA. Number second movie he makes, Number 1977, second. is Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Yeah. Because they need to tell you about what's coming after they've made sure that you're not going to find them in the oceans. I was just going to I was just going to tear that apart, but okay, I like your little loophole there. Then he comes in 1981, well he does 1941 in 1979. I'm not sure what that movie is. Um I'm going to I'm going to assume it's a war movie, but I could be But wrong. this is what I'm going to assume by looking at his filmography just before we go on is that Made by the CIA had uh, many movies that he had to do. He also was allowed to do some of his own. I mean, but you do know the CIA approves all movies already. Like that, that's not a secret, right? Then he does Raiders. Right, Kamar. Then he does Raiders of the Lost Ark in 1981 again to let us know that there are valuable items out there the Nazis were looking for. Then follows that up. Very important year for him, 1982. He releases The Aliens for the Kids, E.T. We just talked about it. And in that same year, released Poltergeist. Well, we know you to believe in ghosts. And well, again, to let you know that maybe ghosts are real. So wait, the CIA wants us to know ghosts are real? Well, I'm so confused here. Well, I'm, the I'm, CIA did a lot of work with like uh, ESP, with all the senses, with 
who knows what, I would assume that these movies are making it so that you accept things. Why they want you to accept those things, I don't know, Maddie. But I'm curious, because at first it was they don't want us in the water, so Jaws. Well, they don't want you in the water. We know that for sure, okay, Matt. But that, but that was to keep us away from aliens. That's but then half a decade later, aliens. Well, they decide when they're going to release things okay. according to their timetable. Okay. Again, the very most important thing, yeah. I guess, is uh -huh. that we didn't stumble across the aliens on our own. That's why Jaws was the very first movie. The movie that kept everyone for the rest of time out of the oceans. This might be the most Pepe Sylvia he's ever he's I don't ever think been. so. I feel no? like okay. I've really, real time really you fucking like come cracked, to something crack the case here? Anyway, so then you end up Raiders of the Locked E.T., Poltergeist, Twilight Zone, the movie. Very interesting movie. Um, which I didn't even know existed until, like I knew it existed. I watched the Twilight Zone on TV, but I didn't really know there was a Twilight Zone movie. <coughs> Anyways, Fair enough. Good watch. Um, then Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, probably one that he was allowed to do on his own, but who knows? The fact that he put his wife in that and she was god awful. Then 1985 was a year weird year for him. He did The Color Purple and The Goonies. I'm not sure how The Goonies fits into the mix. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it's that something was, to do with kids. That was to normalize pedophiles. <laughs> Interesting, Kamar. Interesting. Then 1987, he does Empire of the Sun. I mean, need we explain more? Talked about it last week. Get, ready for, get ready for China, folks. 89... He does always. What was always? I don't know. Always is amazing with it was um, a plane movie, Steve right? Martin and um, no, that's Steve all of me. Yeah, Lily right. Tomlin. India <laughs> always was eighty nine was Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Ninety one was Hook. Again, not sure how that one fits into the mix, but I'll get back to you. Ninety three, obviously Jurassic Park. They're getting us ready for cloning. Also in ninety three was Schindler's List. Not sure. <laughs> I, was just, I, was, I was waiting for you to get but, to shit. But there's list. something about Jews in this whole thing. Got the CIA fingerprints um, all over it. Se 1997, he does the Lost World Jurassic Park. Again, getting us ready for dinosaurs attacking. And Amistad, writing his own version of history, or their own version of history. Uh, 1998, Saving Private Ryan. Again, yeah, rewriting history. 2001. Now, here's where they're pulling him back into the fold. AI, artificial intelligence. Followed 2002, Minority Report. Also in that year, Catch Me If You Can. Great movie. <laughs> what is going on right now? And then 2004, he veers way off track. He does The Terminal. They think they've lost him. And then they pull him back in. 2005, War of the Worlds. Very important one. And Munich. And then 2008, another Indiana Jones. And then things just start getting crazy. Adventures of Tintin, War Horse, Lincoln, Bridge of Spies, the BFG. He did Adventures of Tintin? Yeah. And then he did pulls it back that? in with Ready awesome. Player One. It's terrible. It's, good. it's, good. it's oh, you're terrible. Crazy. <laughs> I like Tintin as a book. Someone made a good animation to it. I like Tintin as a book. Doesn't matter if the story's kid, yeah. the best. Yeah. Okay. Anyways, Ron I'm sure this is the most bored that anybody's bang, ever Bang, bang, Lukey Luke. Remember Lukey Luke? Yeah. I do remember Lukey Luke. Did you read Boulet Bill? I, I looked at the pictures. I didn't yeah. ever read it because uh, I, mean, I couldn't read French at the time. <laughs> 
That was like super French too. So Steven Spielberg only... is a CIA plant. I have like thirty more facts. We got. Yeah, yeah, go perfect. Ahead. They they didn't have very many comic books in French though in the library, Maddie. So it was like Tintin, Lucky Luke, Boule Bill, and uh, that's about it. So I'm with you, bro. He thinks uh, self-driving cars is just around the corner, and I liked how he used the analogy of the transition from horses to cars. It was relatively quickly. Yeah. You know, we think like, well, no, the way it is right now is, do you guys think it's like 10 years away, 15 years away? Someone posted a New York Times article from 1903 where the headline was, it will take man over a million years to fly. The Wright brothers flew later that year. They were short. Yeah. And that's why so everything happens. They were short. <laughs> that's why that whole oil argument <laughs> falls apart. Right. Like, you know, when the people who want oil to stay argue, well, you can't take it away. Everything is based around it. Yeah, no, it system. could easily. Something could come along tomorrow that could make it obsolete. Well, well the and one again, thing- like to Kamar's point and, and unfortunately to Neil deGrasse's point, they said the same thing about cars and horses, the, the blacksmith and this and that. Like it was on a smaller scale, but it's the same idea. It had to be pretty big because you still, you can't make a battery for, with batteries. And that's what everything is. Can't make a I was battery. Say, you know all the batteries, batteries even in a vehicle? That's yeah. a whole bunch of little batteries. Yeah, of course. Batteries yeah. are what batteries are and you need oil to make batteries. So that's the, where the... Um, yeah, but again, they could, like your X, X factor, factor tomorrow, they could come Absolutely. up with something that... And also, be, if they only used oil to make batteries, well, fine. That could be the way oil exists in pr- the production thing. But right now, they use it to make everything. Better than so. be more spe- specialized, obviously. Have you guys seen Suspiracy yet? Yeah, of course. I told you three weeks We're ago, a month ago to watch show. it. Yeah. Um, he said a funny line from Elon Musk, how to make a small fortune in rockets. Yeah, invest a large fortune. A large fortune. Yeah. Like, hey, you got to give him a pass there. That was funny. But that, that. you know what? Hold on. That's one of the things that makes me weary of Elon is all his quippy little fucking one-liners. No, and- Maddie, that should make you come more to my side because there's a whole group of people on the other side of that wall writing out that guy's speeches this to make sure I, they hit. I was agreeing with, the with you, obviously. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm not fucking I'm, I'm take it saying, down a peg there. Just saying. You can hear the tinfoil crinkling. It's not tinfoil. I'm just so sick of everyone blowing smoke up fucking Elon's No, it isn't. Everyone hates him now, so I mean, I don't think you understand that. Like, yeah, but you're also deep into the crypto fucking world right now, so that's, that side hates him. Well, that side despises him. Uh, just people because like, he's trying to manipulate the no, markets and not even trying to hide everyone. It no, the Dogecoin people still. I'm just saying, Simon thinks everyone. Everyone thinks the sunshine shines out his ass. It isn't right now. He's he's on the down. You know who probably hates him the most? The people who are still waiting for the roadster, or those people who paid for the truck. And how long does Ponzi scheme go for? Um, I believe he believes that moon could be made of cheese because he wanted to conduct an experiment. Yeah. Um, then he uh, used uh, <laughs> the example of Santa Claus can only go south. Well, if you're in the North Pole. Yeah, these are all good as points. He's used God, Santa Claus. That was so fucking annoying. A moon made of cheese and then Pinocchio's nose. Oh, and that Pinocchio's yeah. nose. That almost made me quit listening. What are these the examples we're doing there? Mr. Science measurements like... But Joe wouldn't let go of the fucking Pinocchio thing. Because like, that, that was a playful place where you could push back. That was well, like Jordan Peterson and uh, Sam uh, Harris I, I, arguing religion. I, I feel like that was more of a paradox than anything. The whole Pinocchio's nose thing. Well, like, Pinocchio does exist, so this discussion well, yes, of course. Yeah, that's all I'm that's saying. That's fair enough. <laughs> that's fine. <laughs> I'm fine Which with brings that. you back to the Loch Ness monster. Yeah. Why is he using imagining thing, imaginary things to prove things if are we real? We are men of science. <laughs> like. Um, then he sort of got, uh, you know, a little fadeless, I guess, uh, we, that the universe is going to rip apart and just 
tear to shreds in uh, 20 At billion years. Point. 20 billion years. Do you know how long 20 billion years is? More than 10, less than 30. Like, <laughs> trust me on this one. Even if you have a kid right now and you're able to pass down your genetics through time, you're never going to make it 20 billion years. Like, don't fucking worry about and it. And who's to say there wasn't like a 10 billion, 10 billion year existence? That then, got wiped out. And, and then, then the Big Bang came from there. You know what I mean? Like, what the fuck are we doing here? Neil deGrasse Tyson, get off the stage. I mean, even this whole just... I have a really hard time. Sorry, Maddie, to interrupt no, go you. ahead. I have a really hard time, like, wrapping my head around there was nothing and then there was the universe. But he says that's the stable point that they do know. Yeah. So we're pretty sure about the Big Bang and everything we base off of that, and that's science. And again, where we are right now, like where the universe is, we are we are so in our tiny little marble in the fucking we're so insignificant. And you're telling me that all of this came from So like cause my analogy is you didn't have anything, and then you opened up that piece of paper, right? And it's the universe. And it's uh, it came from nothing and is expanding into nothing. But the whole idea of nothing, too, like... What is nothing? Well, it's nothing. But, but we have, like, you nothing, can't. but nothing now, like, we have, like, if I had a box here and I said there's nothing in the box, I mean, I guess in Neil deGrasse Tyson's world, that's disingenuous because there's, there's air there's, there's oxygen yeah, yeah, there's, yeah. There's, I, I think you're a fool of myself <laughs> there's tons of stuff in that box you dummy fine but you see what I'm saying so like what is nothing the, the, well th this is what I'm saying it's this black vacuum of why black Maddie? why not white sure It's and it's not even there's nothing it's devoid of all color well I mean white and black are shades so well then they're definitely white and black and yeah <laughs> But you know, yeah, like it. Yeah, just, no. I don't so know. that's that's where I fall apart with your everybody's definition of everything because nothing comes from nothing. And I just, it's crazy to me that like, and I'm sure there's a reason for it. So don't shit on me. But like, you know, the whole idea that someone spends all their time looking into space at light from like 13 billion years away, that like of a universe expanding and like, you know what I mean? Like, and they think they find a planet, but it's a drip of coffee. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and it's like, can't we do, we have to be doing some, there's gotta be better things for these guys to be doing. Well, th that's such a stupidly weird concept though. eh? Yeah. That star is blowing up a thousand uh, million years ago. This is the thing. It happened so long ago. We're seeing today. it now and it doesn't matter. It's gone. That should tell you exactly how insignificant we are. What, what, no, what makes everything crazy is that we just say what nothing is, but you can have less than nothing. And that's something. How do you have less than nothing? Oh, integer, uh, uh, minus temperature. Less than nothing. Again, those are just numbers we've put on things. like. But we use them to build bridges in like, the world we live in. No, but it's an interesting point because think about Fahrenheit and Celsius. Like I lived in the States. I spent a year there. I could not tell you right now what 60 is. This is 60 right now, I think, 21 degrees. Is it? I don't know. Exactly. <laughs> and I have no point of reference. I know that obviously like 90 is fucking hot. I get that. I assume that 30 is not. But uh, 30 and 90, I think, are around the same. What do you mean? When it's 30 degrees, yeah, it's, it's 90. Yeah, I get that, yeah. That's all. Well, but again, that's not. But a, then there's zero, absolute zero, minus zero. If if since the day them. you were born, they had been telling you that the Earth was flat, you would just believe the Earth was flat. 
Yes. Yeah, I assume I well, would, the, yeah. The earth we, is flat. We all would. And I'm there's not, a hill, then I'm it's not, flat again. I'm not just saying you guys, I'm saying all of yeah. us. Like, And then if they told us that the science proved that the world was flat since the day we were born, since the day our parents were born, and the day before that, we would just accept that. And then they would base... But hold um, on, hold on, hold on. I gotta. But the problem is, is science proved that it isn't, and that's a good thing. And they told us growing up that it's round. But we believe... Okay, we believe that, but... It, I'm sorry. It's kind of weird that there's just two cold spots. <laughs> it's not that weird, though. It's I'm like, not arguing whether the Earth is how round far or away. Flat. Is I know that. you're how, not. I'm just how way, far away is the sun? Letting you know that we really don't know anything. I don't have the answer. And for it you. can make some place here 30 fucking degrees, even hotter. But it just doesn't quite get up there. Yes, yes, it doesn't make yeah. any sense, Kamar. No, it makes perfect no, it, sense. Is, we're in the middle of this universe. We're not even up or down from anything. It's the same reason the equator is always fucking hot. Always. He said the uh, Earth has fusion going in the middle. And you don't like that? Well, I'm just saying there's heat from inside too. The planet, you know what I mean? Yeah. I just think I think we don't even need the sun. That's just something they told us from the day we were <laughs> wow. born. It's a CIA thing again. <laughs> it's actually just cheese. Yeah. He was right. He let it slip. The nope. moon. But he said sun is the reason why we have high high tide because that's the sun and the moon pulling at the same time. Which I just think it's weird that the moon pulls us. Well, the tide, we pull the moon. The tide is the one thing that like proves to you that something is going on, right? No, someone could just be like this. Someone. Back and forth. <coughs> I mean, in a simulation. Anyways, my point of the whole flat earth thing was just that we believe things because that's the way they are. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, I'm sure that's fine. I'm sure that's probably the way things are. But it wouldn't take much for them to convince you of something that also wasn't the way things are. The poles we are, are just, just a very accepting creature because most of us are very limited in the ability to check and balance any of these things. And that's why flat earthers exist. And it just happens to be that they're probably wrong about that one, but it doesn't mean that like all conspiracy theories are crazy. I, I mean, I proved it to you with Elon. He's obviously <laughs> a plant. <laughs> You see, nobody is arguing anymore. No, I can't. I, well, that leads us here. Mission accomplished. Neil deGrasse Tyson said, uh, to be creative, you have to be less productive. And uh, clearly, I've just been doing too much. Um, <laughs> <laughs> personal truth, objective truth. No. And, and sorry, doesn't that just sound like a very scientist thing to say? If you want to be creative, you can't be productive. Like, why can't you be productive at create at Create creative at creativity at creativity. Thank you, Matthew. I was going to say creatism. Well, creatism. isn't being creative being productive in its own? Well, but that's look, if you're being creative by making a lot of art, then you're being productive because you've produced a lot of art. Like uh, this guy's just said things for the sake of hearing himself talk. He's a fucking arrogant douchebag. Go on, Kamar. I think there's, he, well, no, he said personal truth, political truth, and objective truth. And I think from listening to this, it's objectively to say that he's an asshole. That's the truth. I mean, listen, after his last time, we thought he was done. We were like, this guy can't show his face in this town anymore. And here he is. He had a, what, a two-year, three-year hiatus? And no. came back equally as fucking No, uh, he, no it was like a, a year. thing in the way. Joe pulled back a bit and something's coming. He was around. on like a year ago. You guys are fucked. At least. A year ago? Yeah, he was on. He's been on within... 
He has provided an opportunity for another astrophysicist who's not such an asshole to swoop in and take everything he's built, I think. I'm done with Neil deGrasse Tyson. Were you a fan of him before, Kay? It's been a slow progress of getting to know who he actually is versus him, say, just narrating Cosmos. You know what I mean? He, he was sort of bearable, but when you see he's really like that, it's too much. September 6th, 2019. So almost two, a year and a half ago. Quite, no, almost two quite years a, ago. Quite a hiatus. All right, fine, fair enough. And I thought it was longer, in all fairness. The only reason I want to see him on the show again is if he's so wrong about aliens and he comes on to eat crow. But you think he'll come with his tail between his legs? I don't think he will. No, so of course not. He won't not. be on again, and that's a success in I itself. wonder, and I'm being serious here, guys like him who are like on the company dime, as far as I'm concerned, you know, don't really have an opinion of their own. He um, works for NASA? I, th- like, I don't even know who pays this guy. I have no idea. The company dime. You think Neil deGrasse Tyson CIA as well? He must be. I mean, that I, again, but I don't get it. Is it how many people do they have working for them? Like tons. at this point, everyone at the top is just CIA. Everyone's it's not everyone the at the CIA. top. It's everybody who's like in these positions of um, influence, influence, and who you can t- see right through. So you're like, well, how is this guy remaining at the top of his game? Or the game where we can all see that he's a fucking charlatan. Well, he's got to be having people who are like paying enough money to keep him relevant. I don't know, Matt. I mean, maybe I'm being crazy. Hey, maybe that's always a possibility. Maybe Um, I'm being crazy. He doesn't read his own book. Oh, that broke Joe's heart. He reads it and jerks off. Oh, I know for the book on tape. I liked his reasoning, though. Well, no, he, he reads some tweets. No, his reasoning for not reading the book was that he was like, I don't want to take someone's job. I like that. Yeah, that's a cop out excuse. Oh, whatever. Take some out of work actor's job. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because that's who read those books. Yeah, funny, of course. Right? I know. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, just, I'm a break. just pulling you full circle on my joke. I don't need to hear him again. And uh, Are we going to rate it then? We're done. This is that. <laughs> well, Simon, you uh, you went first last time. Kamar, you go first this time. I give him a big uh, 0.5. The only reason he gets anything is because, like, he didn't spout off about COVID one way or the other about anything. That would have just been too much. Too much. No matter what he said. I'm going to give it a two, but just for the banter. Just because, like, I knew listening to it that I was like, we're going to have fun fucking tearing this apart. This will be great. But it's not like I wouldn't give it a two like the listeners should go. I mean, again, two is below average, so you shouldn't go listen to it. Simon? I mean, I won't be surprised that if at some point he does accept that aliens do exist and then also at the same time decides that they're a threat to the country, um, that would be, that would make sense with the narrative. But uh, yeah, I give this one like a, fuck, I I don't even know, man. I was enraged by this episode, a a point four. And was this the UFO episode of the month? No. No. We already had the UFO episode of the month. You can't have a UFO episode be a guy who doesn't believe in UFOs. That we had the guy any. from like the DOJ or whatever. He was oh, on, wasn't he? No. So uh, Christopher Joe, Joe likes to have all sides. Well, yeah, that guy, yeah. That was last month. It's still, no, that was this month oh, in May. right, sorry. We're about to have June, yeah, which June, will yeah. be a new UFO. Yeah. Guy, yeah, he was asking if Neil deGrasse oh, no, Tyson. We've, we've had that's this what I said. I don't know yeah. why it has to be only one a month. but He hit the court. Well, there's been a couple months where it's been Because there's insufficient the evidence to raise any more interest. All right, we're done. That's it. If you made it this far, wasn't that tough this week? Pretty short episode. We apologize. There wasn't much we could do. Joe gave us 
nothing to fucking work with. So here we are. No, it was a good week, fun week. Uh, if you want to follow us on Instagram or Twitter, it's at J-R-E-E podcast. Uh, you can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Mabar. Uh, we have a Reddit or a subreddit. It's r slash J-R-E-E podcast. If you want to join the conversation, tell us we're shit. Um, yeah, go over there. Like I said, r slash J-R-E-E podcast. We have a YouTube. It's uh, youtube.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. If you want to watch the show, make sure you hit uh, subscribe. If you want to like, that would be great too. Kamara would really appreciate that. But we're just trying to get to 1,000 subscribers at this point. So if you haven't already, please go do that. You don't even have to watch anything. Just go hit subscribe. Uh, and then, of course, the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. If you want to support the show, you can do so for as little as $5 a month. For that $5, you get the post show every week. It's the show after the show where we shoot the shit. You also get the back catalog of This Won't Age Well, where we used to go back, listen to old episodes, and do the same bullshit we do now. It's going to be a fire post show. <clears throat> it's going to be a fire post show. Bill Cosby's in the news. Oh, great. Uh, also, shout out to BetterHelp and Pot Stickers. You should go check out both of them. Uh, tell them we sent you. And of course, on it, if you're in the States, go to onit.com slash J-R-E-E or slash J-R-E-E podcast. I can't remember. Uh, if you want to try Alpha Brain or uh, any of the other free trials that they have going. Uh, so go do that. Other than that, stick around for the post show if you're on the Patreon. Uh, did I miss anything? You have anything to say in closing? No, you're the host of the most. We love you, Maddie. Simon? That is it, my friend. Keep your eyes open, folks. No, not yet. Uh, thank not you so yet. much. We hope you guys have a great week. Have a great weekend. And as usual, keep your eyes open, folks. Thank you.